because there's the the pivotal important finger point to me to let me know we are we are hot who's we you say well this is weekly games chat we are episode uh well this is episode 360 we are the self-proclaimed uh and by we i mean i say it all the time uh greatest podcast about video games ever uh and we record this live uh this particular episode and really really a lot of them recently every one of them moving forward uh on twitch.tv weekly uh weekly game chat that's where you can find us just like uh we got a first time uh viewer here who, who's put in our chat i uh, just want to give a shout out anytime i see this to little uh ninja man little ninja man what's um. up thank you so much for uh for being here and shout out to everybody else in the chat uh and for all you listeners we may reference some of the funny things they bring to the table during the show as they sit here and look at our ugly mugs well who's us you say well, my name's Sean, and I don't roll by myself. Promise you that. Uh, I've got two uh, friends with me, and we've been doing this a while. So let me go ahead and introduce them, huh? First up, we're, uh, he looks just like a just a treasure today. Just so happy. I love this guy uh, to a T. I love sitting with him at movies. Uh, his name is John. He wears glasses, and he always looks good. John. <laughs> <laughs> Chris What's and Sean, I, I I love your face coverings. That's your skin. And can I just say right off the jump that the fact that Diablo Immortal, uh, Activision Blizzard has not said a thing about their monetization is the ultimate flex. Oh no! Doubt. I got to give them props for that for Dude. not responding <laughs> to the noise. <laughs> yeah, I mean this has been the loudest of the loud when it comes to monetization, and they're just like. <laughs> like you know what like it deal with it, it i'm kind it, of i'm just kind of entertained by it <laughs> I, I i i giggled late last night i think it was when they finally dropped their review on ign of it mm-hmm. what they what they give it, it? 8.5 after all of this it's, i don't think well i don't think ign's been incredibly loud about it but the still main, like the the community in general has been you know they, yeah. you know they got their ear to the ground on that yeah but it does have the lowest met user metacritic score of any yeah of any blizzard game or any game of all time i don't remember definitely blizzard game yeah well i don't know if you heard that that was a different voice and if you're if you're new matter doesn't matter you're like wait 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 who was that well first off if you're new welcome but if you're not new you knew that was chris so uh let's formally do this and welcome chris to episode 360 what up buddy you know, given the topic today, it's kind of fitting. This is the 360th episode. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, of, I didn't even think weekly about games that. Weekly Games Chat. Uh, we okay. did not plan this at all. It's just one of those things that sometimes yeah. the universe speaks to you. Sometimes it li- lines up and you get like, you know, yeah, stuff happening. What movie was it where like something lined up and demons were coming? Okay, that's a really random question. It could be a thousand movies, Sean. No worries. I think it was it was uh Wonder Woman, right? Right? Didn't something line up where they were opening a portal finally? And the first Wonder Woman, am I going crazy? There was a thing where Hades was taking over, but in trying to All right, so just for clarification, is Hades a demon? Or no, is Hades just Hades? He's a Hades, god. Hades is a god Hades. of the underworld. God, yeah. but Great. underworld yeah. demons. Oh, okay, okay, boys. 
Do you um, gonna be okay, Sean? Is, I don't. I don't know because everybody's acting like I don't know what movie I'm talking about. My feelings are hurt and stuff. That's because it's very. It's very simple. You don't know what kind of movie you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you may or may not be right. What? Uh, but what I do, uh, you know, so this part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, is our intro. And this is kind of what we do. We say hello. We tell you what episode number it is. And we got this thing we do where we try to bring something to the table as far as, hey, what do you want to talk about during the intro? And I got to be honest. I want to hear. Uh, I want to pivot back to Chris first because his title for this week of what he's going to bring is simply one word. And it is uh, it's Barry. Boom. Yeah. What, what's Barry mean? Barry uh, is a show on HBO that just ended its third season. I kind of gave a shout out like when it came back a couple of weeks ago, that was coming back. I mean, this was a very praised show before the pandemic and unfortunately really got delayed its third season because of that. Right. I mean, like Bill Hader's won two Emmys for this now uh, for best actor. I think Henry Winkler won one as well, which I mean, yeah, he's very great. Good. Yeah, and uh, for those who are unfamiliar, in theory, it's a comedy, but we're leaving the point of this being so much a comedy as is maybe the most intense show I've watched in a while. And I have to say, um, I do not say this lightly, the season finale for this third season is maybe one of the best 30 minutes of television I've watched since Breaking Bad. Which that's well, clearly you haven't watched the new season of Stranger Things. I have watched, <laughs> uh, and that was very good too. But no, um, it is it, like the premise doesn't even really get to where they are at this point. The idea of it is it's about a guy who was in the army and then when he left became a hitman, and he has this rage kind of issue, but he eventually kind of has a midlife crisis moment of clarity and decides, Oh, I'm going to be an actor because he just happens to stumble into an acting group and it's gone from there. But really the show itself is about consequence and asking, can you change in the face of bad actions? Um, you know, can, can you be redeemed and that kind of stuff? And like I said, uh, when I watched this finale, I was like, well, if this is going to go in the comedies for Emmys, I'm pretty sure that Bill Hader is going to get his third Emmy. And I think actually the one who really impressed me the most, um, Henry Winkler, I didn't know he had that in him. Like he That's has some, what? Oh, he, I, I didn't, I did not think the Fonz could do that kind of acting like, you know, uh, in this, well, but not, yeah, the Fonz is legit, but I'm telling you, you've never seen the water boy. <laughs> good, good point there, John. But I would just tell people like, seriously, if you like things like breaking bad, um, if you like things like Bear Call Saul, if you, uh, I'm guessing Ozark, you know, those kinds of things, even though this is also a comedy and it has its moments, it's like, seriously, the last episode is one of the most intense things I've watched, like where every character is on edge and you have no idea where it's going. Uh, and it's so cool. Like without spoiling it, what they do at the end where I was just like, I don't know where the hell they're going from here, but I applaud the fact that they're willing to take this kind of risk because you just don't see it that often. Usually, you know, you kind of know like Walter White's not going to fall or anything like until you get later on, right. If it's ever going to happen or because it's Tony, Walter White. Yeah. Tony Soprano is not going to die, you know, until unless it's the end. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I know what you're saying. And they're doing it's that just, kind of like risk in this without saying specifically what you happens. just said. Barry died. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I you just know. said Barry. You just confirmed Barry died. There's that's it. I don't want to watch it anymore. 
No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, seriously, go watch it. It is just What's it on? So good. It's on HBO. It's on HBO Max. And yeah, and you I, could I've watch that. You could watch the first three seasons, like because it's 20, 30 minute episodes, probably in, you know, a Saturday if you want to, if you just wanted to binge it. Would you say this berry is the greatest berry that you've ever heard of? I don't know. Barry Sanders that, was that, pretty good. That was gonna say that list includes <laughs> Barry Sanders. I'm just saying. But yeah. Um that's so funny. Well, <laughs> and Chad, you know, our good friend, uh, he likes to come in and stir the pot. He uh this is totally a troll moment. This is an inside <laughs> joke. You have to know the context. Uh, we're talking about Mike three, four, seven, nine. Uh, he comes in and lets Chris know to not waste, or maybe not me waste my time on Barry, but to watch Cobra Kai, now, which is funny because he thinks Cobra Kai is possibly the greatest show ever. I um, don't doubt that. That's good. I mean, it's, yeah. it's high. I've, it's definitely um, gotten but, accolades. Well, here's the deal. My, what I'm bringing to the table this week is more like of a question. Uh, do you ever find yourself, uh, yes, think, yes, think, all yes, all the, yes. Um, so you find yourself, you've already played a series or you've already played a game. Uh, it's probably more of a series is what I'm asking for, but do you ever find yourself getting rehooked on the series? And the reason you, that this happens is because real specifically, uh, you find a game like you get it for free again. Maybe it was PlayStation. Maybe it's, you know, how Xbox is doing with Game Pass now or back when they were games with gold. And then you kind of got like back on a series. I haven't, and I say that because I am, I've gone to some crazy, some crazy research. I I almost set up an appointment with John to get something done. Uh, So just simply downloading. I haven't done this since probably Syndicate. But I downloaded Assassin's Creed Origins on Xbox Game Pass. And it, it's got me getting, I, I, I've almost hit start on it, right? And it's got me thinking about Assassin's Creed again, which I loved that series. I even, I like the movie. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not bad. Uh, mm-hmm. But I took a break from it because I, I felt like early on in the series, I played so much of Assassin's Creed. And then like there was this formula, and I was just like, okay, I, I need to take a break from it. And I got older too, to be honest. But I find myself, uh, I was in the store. I wanted to buy Odyssey because, in theory, there's a thing where those two stories they can technically cross over. They're not the same story. One came out before the other. There's a whole deal. I ended up calling John. 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 Let me know. Hey, I might. I might have a solution for you. But I, I'm sitting here, and I had to step back, and I went. I can't believe I'm doing all this again because this excitement has been drummed up to play this series again, which, and I need to let this be known. John and Chris have told me, dude, why are you not playing back in the day origins or Odyssey or even more recent Valhalla? Uh, but so I ask you, do, can you recall a game that like game pass specifically or PlayStation gave you for free? You replayed it, but maybe you hadn't played some of the follow-ups and it got you like that. If not, that's cool. But that, I just I found it very fascinating that that's happened to me. Hmm. One that I haven't played the other ones and I just randomly jumped in on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe maybe it was it was started because you got one of them for free. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, Psycho. As y'all you think about that, Psycho's like, wait a minute. Uh, are games with gold like they're still around? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, you know. They are. I just dropped something very important. Holy Lord. And I did not find it. I got to find that. 
if not a dog would take it honestly off. if i thought about it something could come to mind but offhand i just i'm drawing a blank right yeah i'm, I'm struggling with that too yeah and yeah. maybe mine is super specific mm-hmm. but it's like man maybe y'all play uh you know maybe y'all play everything so by the time they come for free you're like i've already kind of played that it's it's well, like well, it, it's one of those things where for me like things i would associate with that they were so early on where you know and i was younger where it didn't really feel like i was just jumping in like i'd missed something right like i didn't play the original elder scrolls but when dagger fall came out i i played that right and then from there on out i was pretty much an elder scrolls fan right i've never played the original i have no idea what it's like but you know um maybe i guess how sticking with that i could say fallout because i did not play fallout one and two but when fallout three came out um i definitely gave that a shot and then i was like oh now i need to know what fallout is about you know that's i mean that's yeah that works mm-hmm. i know uh uh our friend mike to mention him again he I, before this assassin's creed game because he is right now he's he's pelvic deep in it he was playing dragon age he had never played dragon age yeah he was gonna and he he says the story from dragon age origins is amazing yes uh so he was gonna he's and he probably still will play all the dragon age games because of that um but it's kind of that's a little different because he technically had never played a dragon age game to begin with so i know my question has that little caveat to it Who's um, pel- who's pelvic deep in an Assassin's Creed game? Mike. Yeah, he's playing Origins oh, right now. Pl- oh, he's playing Origins. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I love Origins. Sean, what was the what was the last AC game you actually played? Uh the one where you had the other uh assassins where you could go and they oh, would bro- like that sounds like Brotherhood, Brotherhood, not Syndicate. I said Syndicate, it was Brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So it there's been a while, you know. But I mean, they if you think about where I came from in the Assassin's Creed gameplay, Ezio, the Ezio collection, they just yeah. they were churning that stuff out because mm-hmm. it was amazing. It was good stuff. Fans loved it, you know. Well, this isn't this isn't a shot at you. I'm just genuinely curious. You asked me which um which one you should play. And I was like considering and and this is and I think you probably would even admit this too. Considering your um squirrel brain for games, mm-hmm. And the fact that I wanted you to play at least one of them for at least 10 hours, <laughs> <laughs> I suggested Odyssey. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I figured you were going to play all of them and commit to all of them, which you might, I don't know, I would definitely say Origins because Origins is fantastic. It's got a great, I mean, I would even argue that the Origins storyline is better, just not gameplay wise, in my opinion. Origins but, is uh, probably my favorite one. Yeah, we know, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Odyssey, no, I love Odyssey too. Um, but No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and I appreciate uh Hegg himself is saying uh particularly he got he just got back into Gears of War for no reason at all. And I think we all have, you know, series that we can for me and John the other day, I would mean I jumped back into Zelda and John just just by hearing Zelda or watching me play it for a minute, he was like all of a sudden one night. Hey John, what are you doing? I'm playing Zelda. Why are you doing that, John? That's why I played some Zelda. <laughs> yeah, if you guys, uh, if you guys think about that, and want to write in? If you kind of understood what I was saying, uh, then that's cool. I just love the fact that, uh, and I'm, I'm giving Xbox a little love, really, that that we have that opportunity in a world with Game Pass. You know, there's a lot of filler stuff on that service that I complain about, 
it, you know, there's 74 gears games, uh, you know, Forza is going to be on there, you know, they're going to tout a lot of stuff, but there is some good stuff if you missed it and you can come back and, uh, you know, check it. I will say this could start a debate. Uh, Heg once again in chat said origins, odyssey, then Valhalla. I definitely and, agree with that. And I think there's a big line between those first two and Valhalla personally. Really? So you're, you're saying Valhalla is the worst out of the three? Valhalla is just the most bloated because it has like three big storylines going on and you kind of have to do everything to get it. And it's just a lot. And you're like, this could have been trimmed. This could have been maybe, That's like, what you know, <laughs> had some things that were a little bit more optional than others to still get to the end of the game and find out what happens. Like to John's point or to go back to John, John, you still have not actually beat the main stuff of Valhalla, right? And I'm you, savoring it. I'm not saying Soaking you're not it all in, let it marinate, but I'd be like, <laughs> I savored it for a hundred something hours <laughs> and it took all of it to get done. It's a, it's a lot, but it, yeah. but I've, but I've never, but I've never jumped into it going, Oh my gosh, I'm mm-hmm. not overwhelmed by it. I just have to, you know, we do a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's gotta true. Move, we got to move on. There's I, a way I mean, we could uh, do some retro topics. That'd be great guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> looks like calendar. <laughs> Anyone get Mario Strikers, huh? That's so <laughs> funny. Uh, John, did we cut you off just in with your train of thought? Because I do want to come to you last. No, I don't think so. Uh, okay, well, Chris had mentioned, you know, some trimming uh, and keeping things nice and tight. Clean, you know? Clean as a whistle, maybe even. And that is your topic. So I'd like to see what that means. So this so this all, this all, this little story started with, and I, and I think I shared with the audience very briefly, Aiden, Aiden broke uh, both of his wrists. In fact, uh, yesterday we found out he he had his two week follow up that he will in fact have to have uh, surgery on his right radial bone. Otherwise, it's going to heal like this, where it's just right. kind of his hand is going to be kind of permanently that way. Let's just call it cacaos, something like that. <laughs> so I think I think we're, we're I think I think we're supposed to get it done Thursday. Um. We'll see how it goes. But I tell you all that to tell you this, that as a consequence of him breaking both of his wrists um, and having the, them both cast up, it occurred to us that it might be useful for us to buy a, a, a bidet. Oh, and, yes. Uh, so, you know, we ordered it. Um, I got it installed last week and you can, you can buy them now. You don't even have to buy specific bidet bowls. You can, you can attach them to the water line as a sep- as an adi- as an addition to the water line on your toilet and it basically puts a nozzle down there and um it's a game changer guys it has it's it's legit it has changed my life for the better has Aiden used it no he doesn't want to use it <laughs> just the idea of water going there just you know and i you know it's for weird Aiden or for you for Aiden, it, okay, it's, it's yeah, not yeah. something. It's not something he even wants to. I think he tried it once and didn't like it. Right. So he he does not believe in that. But <laughs> but I man, it's got <laughs> it's man, it's uh. I think I'm gonna cry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can I come over and try your bidet? Uh, uh well, I mean, if you really need to. But it is it is a game changer, and I'm starting. But but it's like 
after using it for for a few days, you kind of understand why the Japanese think that we're disgusting creatures. <laughs> I mean, it's here we are. I mean, I've always uh, mopped after I swept. Um, anyway, but this is like this is like completely different. It's I mean now you now you can just buy attachments. Um, you know, in the modern era, um, and there's there's like two settings, like. I tested it and I turned it all the way up and it, and it flew up and hit the ceiling. Wow. (laughs) The first setting was a little bit more mild. I only hit Burgess in the face. Yeah. Um, And he was like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. But I'm really glad you like it. Oh, I would recommend it guys. You need to go ahead and just take care of that. Let's have the cleanest holes in the podcast yeah, in the in the gaming podcast world like when we, we go to it, conventions one day we owe our o-rings this much yeah so the balloon knots need to be clean is what you're saying right and you know I, I'll, I'll even test it afterwards kind of like whisk whisk away a little yeah, bit I'm just like, a little test run nothing. hey clean as a whistle yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like going like this yeah <laughs> <laughs> just getting into it. So my my thing is, and this is just dumb. I could probably Google this, but I understand the initial clean. But how does it go from initial clean to I can get up and not and it's it's I'm I'm dried off. There's a dryer to attached to it. No, there's not no nothing like that. Um, I mean, you can technically dab it. You know, when you're done. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get the excess moisture out if you need to. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or you could just have a blow dryer attached to the wall. <laughs> oh my god! There it is. Uh, that's good that's, time. Good time. That, that is that is a good time. I'm glad you updated it because the last I, I talked to you, you had just you, you explained to me how you hooked it up. I look forward to it every morning. And I, <laughs> I thought I can't wait to see. Could I set up a bidet in mine in the apartment? Yes. Yeah. yeah you have yes. a water. You have a water line next to the toilet. Okay. So basically, you detach the water line from the from the tank. And it has this little joint that comes with the bidet and you connect the joint to where it goes up into the tank, but also comes out some water line comes out to the, um, to the, the bidet itself. Yeah. The bidet yeah, itself. Spigot, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anybody can do it. Anybody. Anybody? Look, listen, if John did it, <laughs> you could do it. And I say that to say this, if there's anybody out there in the bidet industry and you're looking for sponsorship, we would totally welcome uh go to bidet.net and put in, you know, promo code <laughs> weekly games chat for twenty-five percent off your next bidet. Weekly games chat slash pooper. <laughs> <laughs> Keyword pooper. Uh but ladies and gentlemen, this has been um so far, unless we got anything else to add, boys. I don't wanna we're good. Okay. This has been the intro to uh our latest episode, which is episode three hundred and sixty, and you won't believe how that ties into our topic, but shortly. You continue to listen, you, you will see. Yo, we did it. We made it to topic time. So, whether or not you've listened to the whole thing, and you just kept, you know, being there, you know, with your AirPods or AirPods in or whatever. Hey, you made it. If you're the person who found the timestamp and you hit the little button and came all the way over here right away, 
welcome regardless we are all here together welcome um so now what i do is i shut up because chris is cool and he says the topic right in this very cool way with like this voice thing so just listen you ready here we go the topic is Microsoft's 2022 Xbox Showcase! John, is it just me or did his fanboyness just shine all the way through all of the audio channels and video channels that we possibly could see and or hear Chris on? Well... (laughs) It was one of those things I feel bad for the last couple of weeks. Like I really didn't have something for last week for predictions I could do. And what was the one before that? We got such a late start. The one before that, that it just never even occurred for me to go to find something. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember what we did last week until you just said it. It's crazy how that happens. Right. Um, I used to listen to radio shows who said that all the time. And I'd be like, how do you not remember? I listen to you every day. Um, how they say it. <laughs> hey, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there there was no E3 this year, uh, but we still got a lot of fun here as the summer's kicking off. Uh, and and one thing we all kind of look forward to was Xbox's showcase, like Chris just told us uh, for 2022. And and you know we all we watched it together. Matter of fact, if you stopped by our Twitch stream and watched it with us, thank you. That was a good time. We think. Uh, but yeah, do we, do we do this boys? I, I put this on the table. Do we actually start it off how they started off? And then we kind of, you kind of bounce it around however you want to. I'll, um, I'll see if that works. Oh yeah. Know. We could do whatever. Okay, cool. Um, but I will say like, you know, it started off with a game. It started off kind of cold, right? Yeah. It, it did the, we were watching the countdown. Um, and then when it hit zero, it, it kind of did the thing. We saw the Xbox logo, and then we got a. Uh, that was a long look at Redfall, right? That was a game we all kind of wanted to see. There were a see lot more of you. Looks. You called it right away, and and mm-hmm. I guess we start there. What are you guys' thoughts on how it started the showcase and and that game in particular? Well, the more the more Pete Hines talks about Redfall, the more excited I become for it. Name drop. It's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he has mentioned that while it is multiplayer in in it as, but it's 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 kind of, but it's still designed for a single player experience. So mm. obviously, Sean, I'm down to play. In case you want to play, um, yes, Chris, <laughs> Chris. Obviously, it's a given. Um, but it's just comforting to know that I don't have to rely on a party to enjoy the experience is all i meant by that but yeah, yeah i'm down i'm down with playing um, this looks fun playing with you guys um it really does and i think it's gonna i think you, you're gonna be enhanced if you actually play co-op mm-hmm. what do you think chris yeah um the biggest thing i got from it from what they were showing off i was like this feels very left for dead and we really, you know, I know Back for Blood was trying to fill that void last year, right? Um, and kind of was 
mixed as far as how it came out and was perceived, but this feels like, I, I mean, it, it's just an unknown right now because we've never had an arcane multiplayer game. So, or like a really true, you know, co-op multiplayer game from them, right? About the closest is, um, it would be death loop with the, uh, you know, where you could have someone invade you, but like <laughs> until you see the balance of it, it, it I think someone that's going to invade th- you, Chris, <laughs> right? Well, that's what you call it. No um, means no, Chris, right? <laughs> you know, uh, we haven't really had that. I, I think it looks cool. I definitely think this is a game by looking at it. I was like, it's probably one of the remnants of like, kind of like death loop where I go, this is when right before, but that's the guy acquired is probably when this game was being built in them saying you need to make a game that can be done in a time frame, Right. And isn't going to take you years and cost a ton of money to make, um, you know, like it, it, it doesn't have a, it, it looks like something that comes from arcane assets is what I would say. Like just looking at it and, you know, I don't expect there's going to be humongous amounts of varieties of the vampires, but still, uh, I think the question is just going to be, how do the guns operate? How do the powers operate? How do they work together? And I'm definitely down to try. And it's definitely something because it's on game pass, you know, it's not a question. Am I going to try it? Um, it's just a question of, as John said, like if, if you guys aren't online, do I feel like I have to go out and match make, you know, is it, is there a lot of loot for me to get, or is it like straight up, as I said, like kind of left for dead where, you know, whether it's the AI working with me or by myself or playing with randoms or three other friends, how's it work together? How's it feel? Um, yeah, you know, uh, those are all valid points because when you see mm-hmm. the game like if you were to go google what it is what we're talking about you're going to see everywhere that it's called an open world and then they they put a word in there guys called co-op yeah uh first person shooter so the the theory is yeah it's they, they show off and it showed a lot of characters so that was the mm-hmm. presumption of multiplayer but they also said no if you want to play it by yourself you can you can match make or whatever i think if you have homies and you're connected with Discord or on the Xbox, and you got your headsets on, and y'all are talking smack to each other, having a good time. I see good times with this. And like, and Chris, you just mentioned also it's coming to Game Pass. That was a big theme throughout this showcase. Oh yeah, which is which is kind of a good thing to be quite honest with you. Um, so that's how the show started off. And, and Sean, if you if you remember, um, Arcane is the one that was chiefly responsible for Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yeah, that's true. So. So it's yeah. like, it's like a lot of things have been building up to this. It's like you can see sort of the evolution of what they've been. Let's let's let them work on a multiplayer game, see how they do. Let's 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 do some some co-op, a little bit of co-op design with Death Loop, see how that goes. It just seems like they've been building up to this. Well, sure. it, yeah, the more I th- the more I think about it and the more I've seen mm-hmm. it's the one it's the first time I've ever been skeptical of what Arcane was doing because I didn't know I wasn't sure if I wanted to go down this road with Arcane, but the more I see about it, the more the more I'm interested in it. You know. So That's well I'm sorry, said. Sean, I totally interrupted no, you. No, you didn't. You brought you brought you brought um you know uh, uh, something that I can't really hold in my hand and say. You brought an intangible to the show just then, John. You brought intangible. something. An yeah. intangible. Nice. Uh but something you you just said now is you the more you see of it, the more you want it. 
And I'm going to use this cheap way to go to something else that I thought was great that I didn't see coming. Maybe Chris did and he or you did. But immediately afterwards, we saw a trailer or after the whole Redfall, you know, display, we saw the trailer for Hollow Knight's uh, successor. Mm -hmm. And I am I John, I think at that point said, um, how'd you say it, John? I guess I got to play the first one now. Something Something to that effect, Mm because when you see that like a new one's coming out. Uh, are you boys hyped on this? Because I still have never played Hollow Knight. Yes. Chris is not in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was hyped on this because I mean, um, she's she's in the first game, right? She's a character and she's very popular. And everyone was just like, man, I would love to get a game built around that character, right? Because she's faster than Hollow Knight is and and has more things going on. But like as soon as I saw it, like I thought the first game was really solid, especially for a small indie team. I think it's, what's their name? Team Cherry. Um, here it's like, okay, now you've had three years to take that original design and go higher and higher with it. And everything I saw. <laughs> everything. I like it. Little Creed action. Yeah. Everything they were uh, showing off in it was just looks so buttery smooth, right? As far as the platforming and then like, you know. Yeah. Having to be perfect as far as uh, combat's very classic Metroidvania in the way it does combat, I think, you know, where you'll sometimes have these walls of of just damage coming at you and it's kind of being able to time jump and and dash through it uh, to get to the openings. So, yeah, um, I was a little worried because at first, like when Microsoft put up their graphic of like, you know, 2022 to 2023, what they're planning for the next 12 months, which we'll get to it. That's kind of the theme of the thing. It wasn't on there, but they did come out and clarify after the fact um, that it is they are expecting it to be out in the next 12 months. So I think it's I think just because it's Team Cherry, it's probably going to be one of those things where you're going to wake up one morning and they're going to be like, hey, this is coming out in two, three weeks. And here's the release trailer. Right. Who knows when? And I mean, I might as well say that now that we we kind of got that theme early on where it was like everything we ended up that we ended up seeing and that they were displaying as far as this showcase, the, the theme was it 12 months from now, it's uh you're going to have everything here. So in a year's time from when we saw it mm-hmm. in theory, you should have it. And that was a glaring omission. So I, and I had not heard that they fixed that. So thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause that was like, let me know that I know um who was, it was in our chat uh, Sunday um, was just like at first was just going hype. Cause he had been, Waiting for Silk Song, you know, he went through Jeff Keeley's thing and it wasn't there, and um, it showed up, and he was so hype and happy with the gameplay, and then it got to the very end, um, and no release date on there <laughs> or window, and he was like, "No, yeah," <laughs> he was like, "What?" He was with us the whole time. Yeah, uh, my memory was, is terrible. Yeah, mine is too right now. My it's 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 slipping me, but you know, mm-hmm. I apparently I got. I got rolled dumb in my wreck and also I had COVID. So everybody says I just had the double whammy. So that's my excuse. Plus I'm getting old, Chris, what's yours? It was my um, birthday last week. So now I'm old. Yeah, you are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was your birthday and you had a good time. Hey, yeah, happy it. birthday again, just for the record, yeah, just you. for the record. Uh, so here's what I'm going to do. I feel like we can continue to kind of go in order a little bit until we get to like games that just got like, you know, mm. free updates or something. That way we can get some meat going and then we'll see where it goes. Um, so our chat, y'all be nice to each other. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, speaking of something that Chris immediately said he liked. 
as soon as he saw it, he understood that it was it had Rick and Morty written all over it. Mm. Not a Rick and Morty game, but definitely the humor, the art style, everything like that. It was a game called High on Life. Now, keep in mind, this was the third game they showed. So that means they think pretty highly of this, too, to go ahead and kind of lead the show off, if you will, with this. Mm. Uh, and it's a it's a cartoony kind of Rick and Morty-esque shooter. Talk about it, Chris. Tell me what you like about it. Yeah. I'm not, you know. Oh, this was like, I love it because uh, they did the extended showcase and he was on there, Justin Roiland and mm-hmm. his team were on there today talking even more about it. And it's like Squanch Games, they did, first they did the Rick and Morty VR, or no, they did Accounting Plus, then they did um, Rick and Morty VR, and the last one was Trover Saves the Universe, right? And they've all been VR games, so this will, I guess, be their first non-VR title that I'm aware of. And they're just like, he kind of made the point like they feel like there's this space for edgelord like humor, you know, pushing and just having the most weird messed up things said in a video game. You don't necessarily get that, you know, developers who are able to do that kind of humor and take that kind of risk. And Justin Rowland, because he's got Rick and Morty money, he's like, I can do whatever the heck I want now, you know, comedy or uh, cartoon network set me up for life. So here the idea is it's a first person shooter, right? Where basically aliens have come and have taken all the humans because their drug of choice is humans. Like they basically hooked them up. It was like a, I think it said like a hyper bong or something like that. And you could just see you're sucking the really the essence and, and soul out of a human <laughs> for a high. Uh, but the, the kicker to it is that makes it unique and where he gets to do all of his humor, obviously in it is your character. I I don't know if your, your character is completely quiet, but the guns you're using are not, they each have distinct personalities. Like they have a face and they're talking to you uh, and just kind of doing the brick and Morty type humor that I think a lot of people love had no idea this game existed. Uh, And the fact that it's coming in, I think they said like either September or October of this year, Right. And it's on Game Pass, which is a nice benefit. I was like, yeah, you could sign me up. I know a friend of the show, Jeff, will be on that right away. Uh, day one as well. I mean, yeah, I, it's an Xbox Game Pass day one. I didn't see a release date, but I thought it was pretty soon. Yeah, it's 2022 is fall. Yeah, it's a 2022. So, yeah, it'll mm-hmm. going to be here and you're going to be shooting up stuff with Jeff. It's going to be a good time for you boys for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, can you can you clarify? uh uh, do we league fans are going to be happy uh stuff's coming to game pass we don't play league i don't mean to just gloss over it but that i felt like it was I'll, a gloss over oh but not really i'll say this like there were things like you have to put in perspective when you go in these shows that not everything is going to be for you right mm-hmm. and there was a lot of big stuff in here like where i don't know if it speaks to every one of us but yeah none of us play league but the fact that anyone who plays League or Valorant, if they have Game Pass now, you know, whenever the I think this is going live at some point next year, um, as far as this winter, yeah, yeah, some point in the you winter. Said, yeah, you said this year. Why did I say? Why did I or, say this? I'm winter? sorry. Like I meant to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> going live next year is what I'm saying. It, it had 2023 yeah. on their graphic. Um, the fact that if you're someone who plays this thing, these games, and you don't want to spend money, right? Or you don't have a lot of money. You just love playing them and you have these different operators. 
and they continuously cycle them out, right? Like usually you have 15, like in league, I think it's like 15 or 16 free ones that you can play as out of something like 150. And now when this comes out, if you have game pass, you can just pick whatever character you want and it's not going to cost you, you know, I don't know how much they pay, but say it's like $8 per operator, right? That's a lot of savings for you, you know, right there. That's a, yeah. that, that allows you to play the game as you want. So, you know, if you are a league fan, if you are a Valorant fan, I totally understand this should be a big deal to you. And the fact that Riot is giving that to to people, you know, that's just awesome, even though I'm not going to play it. but Yeah, and that's one of those things where we have to be aware, mm-hmm. you know, in our world, in our bubble, just because we don't play it, it's huge in the gaming world. Oh, yeah. Esports and all that stuff. Uh, you know, and, and we're on Twitch. Go to Twitch and search up League and watch how many people are watching it right now. Like, it's it's insane. It, and it always stays that way. Yeah. Um, One thing that got me excited, and this is when I said, John, before I say that, though, do you have any thoughts on League or are you just kind of rocking with it? You good? No, I don't have any thoughts on it. No mm-hmm. thoughts and press. Do you have thoughts on the fact that Chat has now made a song in the vein of Creed's with arms wide open? It is now titled uh, with cheeks wide open and this in reference to your bidet. Under my bum hole, <laughs> this bidet, it's oh my goodness. And yes. cleans my everything. Just like well, they, they started it, we're, we're large as her. John got a bidet. <laughs> I'm just like imagining a drop of water going, Welcome to this place. God. And we got a, we got a live search. I just mentioned right now. Let's go look for league. One hundred and fifty seven point four thousand viewers. Yeah, it's just crazy on a on a Tuesday. Locally, it's six thirty five yeah. Eastern. It's it's insane. Um, so this was my moment, though. Let's get back to the showcase where I was like, I need to play the first one, and that is officially we got another look at Plague I kinda, Tale. I want to play the first one again. I might need to as well. Yeah. Do you think it's that? I heard it was a short game. So did you forget stuff or? No, it's just good. Yeah. It's just, oh. Um, oh, it's just a nice. It's just a very oh. entertaining game. Like you would like Sean. Remember in Last of Us Part Two, those like really tense moments where you're you're trying to sneak through and not get detected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just tons of it. And it's so well done. And oh, that's nice. why I know John likes it. John loves it. I bet for the stealth too. Like it's one of the better stealth games I've played. Nice. So do, uh, do we have a, an actual time frame or release date for Requiem? They, or did, uh, you know, I felt they, like it was coming this year. They said, um, <laughs> In the showcase, they said fall 2022, and the developer, not long after the event, came out and said by the end of the month, they would have a release date. That's cool, and and I, I'll bring it up again, but I'll say it now. I was kind of, so we bought into the, within the 12 months, we're getting these things, but if you looked at actual release dates for like our immediate future, mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of concrete dates, and, and in a way, that's okay. Uh, if we don't see a lot of these games that were promised within these first 12 months never kind of show up or if they kind of disappear, mm-hmm. that would suck. I, I don't think that's going to be the case because a lot of this stuff looked like it was at least uh, beta or or you know ready for release type, type stuff. I think what it is is that with a lot of these developers also, they're just playing it cautious, especially for those in 2023. Um, not just Microsoft ones, right? But like the third party ones. And I think it's just because there's so much that appears to be pushed to the first half of 2023. 
Um, everyone wants to make sure that when they do release a game, you know, that it has a chance to succeed. They don't want to have that horizon. Um, was it the, the latest one? Zero Dawn? No. Is that it? Sean, you just beat it. I know. What it, uh, I'm drawing <laughs> a blank. West. Forbidden West. Yeah, there it is. Everyone's Forbidden worried West. that they're going to have that thing where you release Forbidden West and then seven days later out comes Elden Ring and your game is just lost, right? Because it's Elden Ring, right? So I understand why they're being very coy and, and cautious. Like, you know, even Microsoft has a game scheduled for November, and I, I don't doubt that they know when it will be done and ready. I think it's just more of with the rumors that God of War is looking like November now. They're probably like, we'd like to not screw over our developer and put that out like the day before that comes out, you know. I got to be honest, uh, this was the point of the show where I kind of started squirreling. Um, and there was a there was a run of things. It was after I watched Plague, we were kind of hype, and then uh, some things started to be started to be shown. And it was uh, I'm going to use this term, and it's maybe or maybe not fair, but it was uh, the whole thing was about Xbox, right? But this was more like the Xboxy stuff. If the, I, I put quotation marks over it, and, and that's kind of when we saw a big chunk of Forza, like Chris mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna be. They're gonna show games for every potential person out there, and they actually are very proud of that. And I think that's fair because not, every, not the same gamer is not watching it. There, everybody's different. You know, I can relate to that from a music standpoint. Like if I'm playing for a big crowd, mm-hmm. everybody's not gonna like the same stuff. So you got to mix it up. And that's kind of what they do on these showcases. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer the uh, the other Forza, the Horizon Forza. Uh, this was more of the you know, the motorsport, which is the pure racing simulator. This is very similar to PlayStation's Gran Turismo. Um, it looked very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did notice that it went on for a long time, right? Yeah. This was a big, you even joked that this might be like 40 minutes of the hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it got like a two minute trailer at the beginning and then you actually got the demo and that was maybe around five minutes. Um, Look at these trees in autumn. Yeah, it, <laughs> I have to say, like the one thing I, I get why they do what they do with it, right? Because like things like them saying, "Hey, this has got a twenty-four hour cycle," and see how it changes the road. That's a real thing, right? You know, if you're, I just recently rewatched Ford v Ferrari, and they talk about like how the car handles different uh, during that race when they're in the night part versus when it's morning or midday right you you have to account for those things so if you're a hardcore formula car person i I get it um i just think for your general audience it might have been better to say those things as passing as you saw a lot more just straight up racing right in different tracks and different environments so you know uh we only really saw the one course but it does look very pretty (laughs) it is pretty and, and i part of me i used to be gran turismo guy and and then I became Mario Kart guy, and then somewhere in there you got me playing Horizon, you know, Forza Horizon. Mm. So much fun to play. Um, so yeah, and, and like you said, they're gonna basically you'll get a motorsport and a Horizon, and it'll go vice versa, right? Mm. Pretty much. Yeah, that's how that works. Um, so then they showed some flight simulator stuff. Flight simulator's already out, obviously, um, but the 40th anniversary is coming up, and all of a sudden we saw like old planes. Chris saw like what was the name of the plane you saw? Spirit of uh, St. Louis. 
Yeah, yeah, Spirit of St. Louis flying. But the cool thing at the end of that was that uh, you right now you could get the Halo uh, Infinite add-on for free. And so yeah. you could fly the ship from Halo, uh, which was cool. Um, I had somebody in chat say that the biggest thing, we, we did have a release date on this next thing, uh, Overwatch 2 is free to play and it's coming out on October 4th. Are yeah. you excited for that, Chris? John, you didn't play Overwatch, right? That wasn't your cup of tea? Not at all. <laughs> it definitely helps that it's free to play, right? And <laughs> yeah. I, I'll give him this. Like, it wasn't like when I heard the original announcement of it and, um, and you know, the changes that they're making, I wasn't necessarily hyped. But this was kind of, I think, Blizzard doing the best that they do, right? Like, it got you feeling like, oh, man, I remember Overwatch. That's a really fun game. That was a fun time. And you're like, maybe, maybe it's time to go back and and check that out, especially since it's free to play. So uh, I'll definitely probably check it out this fall. Um, they showed of the uh, they showed a, a new IP called Aura. I just had to Google it to make sure I was saying it right. Or Era, maybe mm-hmm. it was Era, but it's spelled A R A. That looks pretty dope. Um, it's like we thought it was a new Civ game, didn't we? When we yeah. saw it, yeah, they showed it off a little bit more today. Actual showed mm-hmm. gameplay. Uh, it's one of the few things during the showcase they showed no gameplay for. Um, and yeah, it looks fine. I was kind of like, did this really need to be here? Could you have just saved this for tomorrow uh, or for Tuesday? You know, as much as I like, yeah, it, it, right. It didn't really right. fit with what they were doing. And, and think about what I said a minute ago. Uh, from plague, from the fir- from the first part to plague, I thought it was lit, and then I felt like it took a just a slow pace, but it was showing us some things. The next three things in order uh, was a, a Elder Scrolls Online update, <laughs> uh, a Fallout seventy six update, and then they told us we were getting Hot Wheels and Forza Horizon five. Yeah, but those are those are things like if you think about other other showcases, they'll show you like the new FIFA is coming out, and you've always had an issue with that too. Like, yes, why do we need this during these showcases? And I felt like that was a moment. You you guys agree on that? I hate it, but I understand why. It's right. like you know they'd revealed the Fallout seventy six DLC last year, that pit DLC that was last year, and this is the Elder Scrolls stuff is like literally coming what next week, I think. Um, so I understand why it's here. It sucks. I don't know what the best way to do it. I I just wish maybe we don't need a Pete Hines intro for it. Maybe we just put it up real quick and like have a minute trailer for each and move on, you know, as opposed to two more minutes of Pete right. Hines talking about something I don't want to hear Pete Hines talk about. But but it is good to see Pete Hines. I, jo- I loosely, I loosely joked with John earlier when he made the Pete Hines reference. Listen, I mean, we name drop and we get on to our friends about name drops for particular things. But Pete Hines is one of those. If you're if you're a gamer, you kind of got no Pete Hines. He's kind of cool. Um, what what I was not. Uh, this was the tail end of what I thought was and eh, like for this moment they showed Vin Diesel on a dinosaur for the yeah. premiere of Arc Two. So yeah. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, that was the other um, one. That was the other one that was just still all CGI. And I was like, why? Yeah. Why is why this here? Right. Yeah. But I do feel like it got better after this, and I think this is when John got re-excited as well. We got a release date of August 21st for this game, which was cool. Remember I mentioned that there weren't a lot of confirmed release dates, but this one we can play in the fall for sure, and it's called Scorn. John, do you remember how you felt watching Scorn? 
I looked, I, I felt completely grossed out <laughs> and, um, th- this game makes me uncomfortable. Um, and that's not a criticism. I'm actually, uh, I'm curious to see what this is all about. It looks like a cross. It looks like something Ridley Scott does with, um, his, like his set designs in Prometheus. It just has that weird, di- um, space jockey look to it when you go inside those ships. Um, so yeah, I'm very, definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be a good fall for a, um, survival horror fan. Yeah. You're right yeah. about that. Yeah. You're, you're not, yeah, you're not wrong at all. Never am uh, I wrong. I, I, <laughs> um, I didn't know the name of this next game. Maybe I did at the time. It was Flintlock. A game looked dope. It was one of my probably top fives. It was called Flintlock, the siege of dawn. It's not going to be here till the 23rd. This game was made by, uh, uh don't know. Is Flintlock the one with it, the, it's uh, an open world RPG. It's coming to Xbox and I knew who made it right before I just said that. Um, but you guys, you can sound off on it while I look at, Oh, I didn't know that. That's uh like the blue Fox game, right? With the, yeah. Yeah. Where they're going. Yeah. Look cool. Um, and I believe that's game pass day one. So okay, yeah, that was that was a theme. That was a good one, mm-hmm. and we were kind of hyped about that. And yeah, it had that trailer. Uh, if you watch this, guys, it had the blue fox dog thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, blue fox dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they got to run. A, I mean, from this point on, they kind of got my attention back because they showed Minecraft Legends, which John and I and you uh, and the, I remember watching the chat on uh, YouTube, IGN's chat. Everybody was kind of like, "Oh snap!" People were thinking this was Minecraft Two. It's mm-hmm. not. It's it's gonna be dope. Uh, so yeah, and it's gonna be coming to Game Pass. So yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to spend money. <laughs> but what is it? Um, we don't they, know. They were talking about today. So it's supposed to be that pig race or whatever is invading from a different. I guess from the Nether World or something that like that from the original game, right? With the Nether World portals or whatever they're called. Nether realm, I can't remember. Um, but you're therefore like you know working to build an alliance or whatever and, and create defenses to to battle them back. And I guess their point being where it's breaking from the traditional game, like things that could be enemies in traditional Minecraft, right? Um, now all of a sudden become united with you, kind of like a Middle Earth, you know, last stand type thing, I guess, um, to to help battle back this evil force. Or perceived evil force. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, it looked it, it very looked, pretty. It looked dope. Very yeah. promising from there. Uh, and that was the first I'd ever seen of it. Was that the worldwide premiere yes. for everybody? Yeah, yeah. That was probably nice. the most like hidden gem Microsoft had. Like, because you know, you just don't hear a lot from Mojang. You expect them to post some updates, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, they are making our games. Like, you know, it was that way a couple of years ago with the Minecraft Dungeons where we hadn't heard of it and all of a sudden there and it john is. and i had a blast playing that game mm-hmm. you played it with us yes yeah you did you knew it was up <laughs> i'm ron burgundy that, <laughs> you're ron burgundy a game chris was very hype on and i watched more i watched the video again after this because i wanted to watch it again kind of mm-hmm. in us in us my own environment was Lightyear frontier that game mm-hmm. looks pretty cool doesn't it chris yeah i had a lot of play all that it was like oh you did stardew valley but you put a mech in it and they remind me of um double fine did a game way back called gatling gears and the the mechs kind of reminded me of that that kind of like not over 
army type looking thing, but more mech to solve uh, issues type thing going on. But hopefully it's just something and you know, it seemed to hint that there were four mechs on the screen. So I'm wondering if that means you can play with your friends and it would just be fun to have a, a shared environment and be able to chill out and go tend my farms on my mech, you know, go around. Did you, hear, did you guys hear that? Go tend his farms with his mech. Yep. It, it, it did look very peaceful. I gotta be honest. It looked yeah. pretty cool. Um, I got some vibes of, uh, of, I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. you know, it, that's good stuff. Um, I, I don't remember us being hype on gunfire reborn. That was kind of the next thing that came out, and I bring that one up because it is it is in order, obviously, but it also comes out in October. Yeah, so they didn't give a date though; they just said October. Yeah, um, yeah, it looked okay. Um, yeah, it looked it looks great. It's, again, I think that's a Game Pass game. Um, it's one of those ones where we'll see, right? I, I it didn't rub me like where I was like, oh, I'd never play that, but I kind of have to actually see it and and put in context of what else is out at the time <laughs> before I'll tell you True. if I plan on picking it up. I, uh, yeah, as, as I still, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm probably not going to play it mm-hmm. unless we have to, unless we all kind of collectively agree to play it. I don't know, but some, something I'm definitely <laughs> tr- right. It's the new bug snacks. Um, the, the game that <laughs> I think I was thinking about this and I was going to say it was the game of the show for me. Um, but I actually saw, something else and something else that probably puts this at number three for me out of the whole show. This next game I'm going to say, um, I want more of, and that's called the last case of Benedict Fox. Yeah. It is that Metroidvania game, John, with yeah, a guy like looked, in a suit. This looked delicious. Mm-hmm. I was like, really that's good. a John game. I was like, I'm definitely going to play that. I mean, like it's just look cool. You know, like, cause it's a Metroidvania, but it doesn't look like other ones that we've seen recently. Right. Even, even it, it's kind of like when hollow Knights showed up, it's got a very distinct art set style and things going on in it. Um, I, I want to know more. It I, reminds me of fist. Um, <laughs> fist, <clears throat> fist was a very unique Metroidvania game. You know, that game last year that had the bunny in it. Gotcha. Yeah. It was very steampunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's doing a lot of that here with a lot of stuff going on in the background, like trains, you know, going by and like, there was this one thing in the game where a, 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 a bunny rabbit goes from one door in an alley, crosses the alley, goes into another door. It, it, it makes the background very, very alive. So I'm, you know, any, any Metroidvania game, a lot of the issues with Metroidvania games is they don't, when they get attention, on a showcase like this, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Bring this, bring this to daddy. Yeah. I'll be playing this, but it's a uh, spring 2023. So we got a little while to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that doesn't kind of go away. I want to remember that it's around, uh, you know, a game like tunic. We saw it and then it went away and then we never got to play it. Then we got a beta and it was hard. Then we got the game and it was hard AF, but Willie's got it. So hopefully this, this doesn't just disappear. Um, the, so I give you the game that was possibly my favorite and you guys kind of all agreed the next game. They kind of did the thing where it was like, I felt like it kind of, if we were going on a roller coaster, we kind of went down a hill again. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me, but they showed as dust falls. And then I also noticed Ooh. as soon as I logged into my Xbox, that was already available to pre-install. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I got no interest in As I Dust got, Falls. I got nothing out of this. It, it it didn't even explain why it was pitching itself as very unique. I, it 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 had a hard time. Maybe it's, I just wasn't listening. It it just it it wasn't selling why this was something that they were making a big deal over. Mm. I, I don't I don't care a bit about this. They, and I I can say that more over than any other game in this show. I do not care about this. In fact, I don't want it to exist. <laughs> Dang. Just, just uh, we are going to, what was crazy is we get, that is the game. I think that we get the earliest, uh, that yeah, and July the hot wheels update for Forza. you get it on the 19th of July. So that's, we're within a month of getting that game. It's one of those things where I, it is wait and see, but those kind of things, they can surprise me. Like 12 minutes was a little bit like that last year. Um, where I wasn't sure if they were going to stick the landing, but once it did, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like it's a bunch of choice and, and figuring out that they showed it a little bit more today. And that's what it seems to be is like having conversations with people and then deciding where, what you want to do and then seeing how it plays out. Right. Not really one that you're actually never done that in a video game before. (laughs) Not, uh, (laughs) actually going out there and doing combat, but more so an interactive thing. Right. And, and that's, to be fair to the developer, that's how she built it today. She built it like it, it's an interactive experience. It's not necessarily, you know, they're not trying to be like, and the best gameplay goes to. <laughs> John called it f- Firewatch uh, something. <laughs> it was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget his term, but it was because you know how much John loves Firewatch. Yeah. Uh, the game we're going to get the earliest. Um, we're only getting it because it already exists. Uh, it was released uh, about a year ago. Uh, and it's called Naraka. A lot of people thought this was going to be a new Neo, maybe at first, mm. but maybe they didn't know that this game even existed and was already here. I never uh, heard of it. <laughs> you had never heard of it, but it's no. already been out, and Chris was pretty hype on that, wasn't you? I mean, it looked interesting. I, I don't know if I'm going to play it just because I don't really do a lot of battle royales anymore. But again, there was an underlying theme of, um, uh, you know, that kind of started building of of japanese games and japanese developers right mm-hmm. um that, wasn't this the point where phil or around now when he came out and said a little bit further on but like this was the first yeah. like thing i could really remember um where i was like okay that's that's interesting and i was like i was worried at the time i was like i hope that's not the only thing japanese they were able to get because they've really got a problem with this right now and they need something to uh to get the juices flowing on it well, if I'm being, if I'm keeping it real, if I'm keeping it hundred on a stack, this was another little pocket where it lost me. Mm. Um, cause I didn't really, uh, you know, and that, that's expected cause they're not going to hit every beat with me, but I felt like collectively they were setting us up for what their ending was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because they showed us a game that I think is tied with me for as dust falls that I, I'm never going to play. Um, and it was called Pentiment, but it is from mm. Obsidian. Yes. I Chris is like, I'm in on this. I'm in on this. This is the dude. Uh, this is Josh Sawyer's new game. So Josh Sawyer, for those who don't know, is probably his biggest claim to fame that most people or a lot of people have played is uh, Fallout New Vegas. And he has been wanting to make this kind of game for a long time. He talked about it back when um, uh, when he was at, uh, man, what was the studio he was at before he came to Oblivion uh, that used to do all the... Neverwinter stuff. Um, I can't remember right now, but like 
he's he's wanted to do this back then and it just wasn't going to work um but the idea is that it is a murder mystery that takes place in um black isle thank you uh chat uh ak1 retron i don't know how you say it. it's called ak okay ak yeah ak1 uh, kind but like yeah, a, it looks, like a, looks like a dark ages type of story. Yes. It's supposed to be in the medieval dark ages, whatever you want to go with on that. Right. And it takes place over 20 years and it's a murder mystery type thing. And they don't actually ever tell you. He was saying definitively who did it. Like it's up to you to figure it out by going through and investigating through the ages, you know, like what actually happened here. Um, and the big thing, I think that everyone who, why they're excited about this, you know, again, this is also the guy who did like pillars of eternity. Um, those RPGs is it seems like the next disco Elysium type game where, yeah, there's not going to be combat, but there's this interacting with the environment and figuring out what the story is and role playing and figuring out, you know, like through your own choices, if they can lead to it, where you could go through and do this game multiple times and play it differently just to see what happens and where your choices lead to. Um, you know, this looks very, this looks very interesting. The more Chris talks about it, mm -hmm. it kind of looks intriguing, but I will have to pick on Chris for a little bit, Sean. Um, in, 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 in Chris's vernacular, the plural, the plural of RPG is RPGs, but the plural plural of RPGs is RPGs. (laughs) Man, always pray to RPGs. RPGs. God, Would dude, you like to play it. some RPGs? Oh my god! I don't know if it's oh, gonna have roles in it or anything like that. But it looks cool. At the second, mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I was like, "Eh, whatever." I felt, but seeing it again, I'm like, "Yeah, I can see, I can I, see the, the intrigue here." I felt <clears> bad <throat> for like the initial reveal because I was like, "No one's gonna get this," and then sure enough, they they, they, they went wedged it. They wedged it into some some boring mm-hmm. stuff. But then they came back and they were like, "Hey." today they actually sat down and he was explaining i was like okay yeah i'm sold you know i'm you got my attention maybe like i said it's just i think it was within a bad spot again there was a pocket of mm-hmm. we just mentioned dust falls which we collectively were like eh yeah um naraka which is like i'm gonna say like a ninja battle royale um and then they showed pentiment and you're kind of like well that's that's weird there's like some dark age guys that look what is happening um, then the next thing we got grounded coming to Xbox. That game has been around forever. It's been on steam. Well, it's getting uh, its full release now, right? We're getting its full release. Mm. It's, it basically said, join the millions of players who've already played it. Um, I'm not going to play grounded. Gotta be honest, keeping it real hundred on the stack. I played it a little bit when it was first released into early access. And I kind of said, I'm going to wait. And so that's, you know, I think what was it August that they're saying? Did they give a date? I can't remember. It just said, yeah, August or something like that in 2022. Yeah. Um, I doubt they, they're locked in on 2022, but yeah, that's probably one I will go back and check out now. Maybe. Uh, I mean, think about it. I had a chance and we brought up bug snacks earlier mm-hmm. to get it for free. And I didn't, I don't know if I'm just, I don't know if I'm, you can get for free right now. I know. And I still don't want to get it. It's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I thought about John when I rewatched this game and it was Airbond shadow legacy. Um, the the art style i feel like john could play this game uh and it ended up being one of his secret hits mm-hmm. um of the year without us even knowing it and if you remember that one it had the uh it was like this stealthy uh ninja type person that could disappear and there were robots walking around are you with me 
Um, at first, I thought it was like a Ninja Gaiden game. Nobody hey. remembers what I'm talking about. I'm trying to remember Airbon, uh, just to make sure. Um, oh, I'm that was the girl. The yeah. The okay, girl, yeah. yeah. It was like a, a sale shady type of thing. Yeah. It, it did it look dope. Those kind of games, I think you have to... There's a lot that always look cool and promise in trailers. And I've just learned, wait and see what it actually yeah. is. You know? Well, I think what happened, this was around the time Phil was talking. I don't know if it was right before this game or after this game, but what he did next... It got me so excited. I don't remember a lot of the before he, and of after, if I'm being completely honest. He and came that's because after the big game that's about to be an exclusive to Microsoft. <laughs> the mean? one that right now is an independent company, but probably by June 2023 will be a Microsoft-owned entity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it started off, and it didn't give any anything. You just saw a person, and very quick, quickly, Chris and John, myself, chat, everybody was like, dude, that looks like a necromancer. Dude, is this Diablo? Dude, like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And it shows the cinematic, and what that cinematic was doing was introducing the final class of necromancer for mother effing Diablo 4. And then we got some meat of gameplay with all kinds of stuff that we saw. And for me... Uh, if that wasn't the best game I saw, for me personally, it was the number two game I'm most excited about. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about this? And they, they their quote, uh, and I got it pulled up. Let me make sure I say it right. There it is. The last story mission is really the beginning yeah. of a whole new journey. That's classic, right? Yeah. That's what you do. Do we even need to see any more Diablo 4? I don't. I will. No. I will play. I. I found it funny. Y'all have fun with it. I'm just going to be playing Immortals. <laughs> I found it. I was like, you could tell like that they're expecting to have that transaction done. Hopefully by the time, because you know, of course they can't right now say, Hey, it's day one game pass. But if this game comes out, say April 25th and they can close their deal March 2nd, like two days later, you'll probably get a release date trailer. And, and by the way, day one on game pass, like it was the only, one of the games on the top line of their graphic for 2023 that was not technically a Microsoft game right now. Would we agree though that the that that the like the the art style is trying to go more Realist? back to Diablo 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Because everything looks brown. There's mm-hmm. no color in it at all. And that's one of the things I liked particularly about Diablo 3 was the color contrast. The art style I thought was Really, really good. I'm sure this game is going to be a phenomenal game. I just, I'm having a hard time getting used to what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So Maybe they could be hiding it. You know, they might just be like, Hey, let's let them discover that because we think we don't need to sell Diablo that much. Right. Yeah, I agree. I just give them, give them something. Let them know that exists. Let them know that it's almost, we've shown you all the people, the classes. Now look at all this gameplay. Look at how the dungeons are going to look. I mean, just, I ate that all up. And I remember this contrast because you saw Diablo. I was so hype. um, And it does have this palette that is very, uh, I don't want to say not bright, not vibrant, but those are the key words that come to mind because the next game was a brand new IP from a place called Coco Cucumber, which I think is one of the greatest names ever. And that was called Ravenlock. And I think the freshness of how that looked compared to the contrast of what I had just seen in Diablo Mm-hmm. has me remember in this game. It looks very, very fun and cute. Do you agree? 
it was definitely an interesting trailer just because of like you had things that look like animated you know characters and then all of a sudden you'd have these bunny rabbits that were almost minecraft well maybe not minecraft but you know they were like pixelated characters right and you'd have random pixelated backgrounds um i don't know what's going on in that but it it definitely stylistically looked interesting and i i skipped that sea of thieves got a a new season announced on the 21st just want to just say our comment on that one every time we see sea of thieves we say we need to go play boat game again we do uh, cause they, they know how to do that. Uh, I do remember us talking about nutsack game because cocoon started playing and, uh, it was from the creator of nutsack game. <laughs> and of course, when you see the words like limbo and inside and a new game, mm-hmm. our ears are going to perk up and we're going to play this game. Am I right? Yeah. It had some journey vibes and just the idea of like the weirdness part where, you'd see these orbs and then all of a sudden he would jump into another orb with it and it would transport him to somewhere else. I mean, I don't know what's going on in that world, but those, that guy's a great game designer. So, um, Hey John. Yeah, man. Apparently IGN just broke that, uh, the next assassin's creed is being announced in September. They didn't break that. Oh, well it's on. IGN. That was, that was announced by Ubisoft this morning. Mm-hmm. They said in September we'll have more to say. Cat Bailey was just given a report of what she saw that day. Mm. So, where's, where's it sound? Her? It sounded hard hitting, but it, I mean that was we already knew that. Mm. We just already knew that. I don't remember this next game. Don't bob all. your head at me at all, because I remember, I remember seeing Cocoon, and then I felt like I saw Kojima. Um, but before no. that, there was a game. This was long. This was the lead off of Phil going. We yes. love Japanese gaming. Isn't that the? Isn't <laughs> Wo Long the name of your? Um... My Richard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wo Long. <laughs> Whoa. Long. <laughs> Wo Long. But yeah, I, then, yeah, I just I'm mature. I. I am going to play. I don't care what it is. It looks Japanese as hell. I love Neo. It's the same team. It's Team Ninja. You know, it yeah. looks crazy. Uh, they had like this blood dragon coming out of the sky and doing all this crazy stuff. I was like, yes, I will play this. I, I'm, I'm just going to take a prediction. This will be out like probably like January 25th or something. It'll be everything else that's coming out next year because that seems to be there. That's right. They didn't show any gameplay for this one. Yeah. Well, maybe not. It looked like uh, some of the stuff was coming from in engine. Right, but yeah, yeah, they didn't actually show the combat of what it is. But I don't so, care. Yeah, the, they, it's yeah. Team Ninja. I can and it's day one game pass, so I'm playing this. If you love uh, Team Ninja so much, you should play Metroid Other M. Oh, I see what I you did there. A little nice plug. A, I don't have a Wii. Wait, what? Me and John have Wii. <laughs> I could go play all the Ninja, all the Ninja Gaiden uh, Sigmas right now. They're on Game Pass now. Yeah, which is funny because Sigmas were. Mm-hmm. We're all released on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Team Ninja's only willing to release the Sigma versions of the games. It is weird, which I which I think are fine. I, but there's some diehard fans of Ninja Gaiden Black and all that stuff. So that was what I played on my original Xbox. Uh, yeah, original Xbox is what mm-hmm. came out. Original OG. That's yeah. what's up. Speaking of an original OG, uh, I teased that uh, 
we got to see Hideo Kojima at an Xbox conference. Let me just tell you, first off, only Kojima. Right. He's he's the only guy on the planet that can come out and say, hi, I'm working on a game. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's That's it. It's like, what? Give me a break. That's not true. They can have, what you call it, be at a Nintendo thing and be like, by the way, he's doing a new Super Super Smash Bros. And he's like, I am? Oh, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure Miyamoto could get away with that, too, if you wanted to. But no, yeah. um, The rumor is that it's a game called Overdose. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a cloud-based game. Um, he, which sounds very Kojima. Yeah, he he claims this is something that he's had an idea for a long time, and he thinks that the cloud is the first possibility that he could actually have to to realize it. I don't know if that that's probably just marketing speech, knowing Kojima. I mean, I don't doubt he had the idea. Um, but it, still, it, it was nice to see him, just because there had been all these rumors out there of them having a partnership, and honestly, we haven't seen. Kojima at a Microsoft event since 2014, maybe back when they were getting ready for to hype up the uh, release for Metal Gear Solid Five, and you know for the last whatever many years, ever since he's left, it's been pretty much him and PlayStation doing partnership with uh, Death Stranding. And there's rumors that we're getting a sequel to Death Stranding. So the fact that again, you know, like there was a there was a portion of Xbox fans for a while. I've said they have a, a Japanese developer problem where Capcom was always going to Sony, right? Uh, who is easily now the biggest, I think third party developer, not one of the mainstays, right? They needed something like this. They needed Kojima. They needed team Ninja to come out. And then also the next announcement that came after this, it, it felt like Phil kind of being like, we hear you and we're working on it type thing yeah um you're not wrong um and then after that we're getting close because we're looking at the timer and we're like dude (laughs) we're getting close to the end of this thing Uh, but before that something kind of kind of big not my cup of tea Mm -hmm. but a big deal indeed three personas are coming to xbox um uh, with one launching that's persona five in october that's a big get it's it's a big get just because like i said atlas hasn't done anything i think on xbox since Catherine. i want to say was the last one that they put out unless there's one i'm just missing um you know and i don't recall them ever putting a persona out on an xbox maybe i'm wrong about that maybe they put them out early on but they haven't put them out in a very very long time um so, you know, finally hearing these three are coming and on top of that, it kind of alludes you to think, you know, Persona 6 probably <laughs> is not that far away oh. for those fans, you know, and to hear that means probably more than likely that Persona 6, when it does launch, would be an Xbox game. That's a good yeah. thing for Xbox gamers. Yeah. I, I didn't laugh at you. I oh, laughed no, I at our it. chat. I saw you it. saw it. Oh yeah. my God. Chat, you're hilarious. That's all I'll say for now. Um, but the drums are now rolling because we knew the end of the show was coming. Uh, Phil comes back. He's got on a weird Xbox blue shirt ish thing. And you notice the, uh, the big X logo behind him. 
they're starting to pan up close to them and you're starting to see a glint of sunlight kind of off coming off of it. You knew what was coming. Um, and we finally got a, a pretty long, um, but also long anticipated reveal of what Starfield is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm excited for it. There was a lot of people in our personal chat that was not, they were saying things like, you know, this game's already out in the name of no man's sky, but I think it's, I think what they're doing is they're it's, if anything, it's going to be like a fallout, no man's sky, uh, Skyrim, <laughs> if that makes sense, which mass I like to, you know, that'd be a, a mass effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. So Chris, are you still John? I, I need your thoughts. I, I want to play this game. Are you still super excited for your, you know, this, uh, this is definitely my most anticipated game of 2023 right now. I mean, it, the more I've rewatched everything on it and caught all the things in there. And then he did like a follow-up interview with Ryan McCaffrey going over systems today. Everything I'm hearing, I'm just going, yeah, this is the kind of this, this is what Bethesda game softworks does that I love and no one else really does. Like they are kind of in their own, their own place, you know, like, and he builds it up like, and he does it like he de- he never tells you any of the story that's going on, which everyone who plays his game appreciates because that's the fun part is discovering all the crazy things that you can do story wise and, and factions and where it's going. But he builds it up very nice where it's like, hey, here's the basic of it. And now let's go a little bit bigger. And you thought this game was only this big. Well, guess what? You know, we've got a whole entire crafting system in here for you. Oh, and it's not just that you can craft things. You can have bases and those bases can feed in and have employees to feed resource back to you. And you're thinking, okay, that's cool. And he goes like, oh yeah, the ship, the ship isn't just something that you get in and it's a cutscene, and you go to the next planet or whatever, kind of like how mass effect is. No, you get to build that ship. And after you build it, you get to go out there and fight and travel the galaxy as you. So dog fights, you know, yeah all that kind of stuff. And you can customize the kind of crew you have in. You're just like, this is so many systems where I'm like, there's going to be this thing of a game where I am just exploring and seeing what's out there and making my own adventures. And then eventually probably doing things that modders put into the game. And then there's going to be the, you know, I think he said like the main story is longer than any of his other ones. He's, he's estimating just the main quest line is going to probably be followed between 30 to 40 hours on top of all the other stuff, you know, that will be in the game that is optional, right. As far as questing. So it it's a, it feels like a universe that is taking everything they've always done and done very well. And then adding in as people kind of said, like, you know, the mining from no man's sky or the, the, you know, hub cities of, of, from mass effect, right. Um, all that kind of stuff. It, it seems to be pulling all that in and being like, Hey, go do what you want. Have fun, create your own stories, play some of ours, have a blast. And apparently we get a thousand plants to do it on a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think eventually, um, I think it, I think initially, you show it the first time with so much hype built up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some negative people saying this is, well, this is, this is, but when it's going to, when the dust settles, um, if they don't pull an initial fallout 76 on us, I'm only saying that. Yeah. You know, 
It's not him though. That's the thing. Right, That's it's not, not his him. Game. He Todd is Todd <laughs> yeah. is in this one. Mm, this is his um, game. It's <laughs> this is going to be probably pretty good, uh, and we may need to actually dedicate two or three episodes on this game <laughs> in twenty twenty three. If it's if every we week, I'm just going to be like, you guys talk about. It. You'd be like, Chris, got any thoughts? Busy guys. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on planet nine hundred and sixteen. <laughs> That's so awesome. But then that kind of was the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, John, I just want, I've, I've not done John. That was everything. And now I want to hear John's thoughts on Starfield. Just so you guys know, we're not going to any other game announcements. We do have some Richards coming up mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It definitely, uh, it definitely looks interesting and intriguing. I will, I will say that if you're going to, if you're going to put a thousand planets out there, that's where you can start to, you know, feel a little nervous about, about the scope of this thing. We found out today that um, I don't know. Should you care about this? I don't care if you care about it. I don't care if you don't care about it. I'm just letting the audience know that you can't have a seamless transition from the surface of the planet to space. Yeah, there's tons care. of games out there who that can do that. Mm. I don't understand why this one can't. Is it a big deal? I don't know. Maybe it's not. Um, no man's sky. You can. I mean, and and yeah. and just as a as a as a tidbit, you know, Chris Chris correctly pointed out that that wasn't seventy six was not Todd Howard's game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay, awesome. but when you go out as the front man to pitch this game and tell everybody how amazing it is, you're the one that gave everybody the buy in. Sure, you're the one who said this was going to be a great thing. I think based on that, you can give Todd Howard some skepticism going forward based on what he's promising about this. I think I think a lot of um, Todd Howard fans, if you will, have earned the right to be skeptical about their about the next product that this that, that this is going to be. I I think that's completely legitimate. I that think- being said, it looks amazing. Everything they showed looks amazing. It it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more about this. And I think it was the star of the show. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, like, that had to be a weird experience, I imagine, for Todd, because it's like you start this secondary studio, right? And it's the first thing you've done under Bethesda Game Softworks that's not yours, but you want to make sure it succeeds. So you want to give it the same treatment you would give any of your game releases. And yeah, he had to eat it on that, right? Um, so I think he did the right thing of being the front man to to do that for everyone and kind of say, hey, I can take this because I'm Todd Howard. Um, but, you know, I never expect, once, look, I go once, and, He never once owned it. I don't know where he, I, I mean, look. I, he came I on the stage and it. Huh? He came on the stage and apologized. He didn't apologize. Not not one time that I'm sorry come out of his mouth. Uh-huh. He didn't do it. He just I'm sorry if he it. didn't say that. But in so many <laughs> words, he seemed to be apologizing for how it launched. And uh, you know, you were, he's, fix, you were too fixated on the leather jacket. Well, he's <laughs> let's just be honest. But um, I think look, if I go in this, I expect this to be no different than any other Todd Howard game. I expect it to have bugs, I expect it to have jank, and I'm fine with it. You know, like there are those that live for God of War, right? They want the polished, looks amazing, you know, naughty dog games, right? And then there's the other side of it where you go, I want a world that pushes the boundaries of what's possible, like where I could just mess around, see if I can break it. 
um, and what the possibilities are within it, like what its limits are. And that's my kind of game. Uh, you know, I'll eat those up every single time. So I, I don't expect this to be a perfect ranked thing. And I would imagine if you play this game on Xbox Series S, it's probably going to be the jankiest of them all. So I would warn people on that, you know. Um, and on, on what it, on what platform? On Series S, because it's not on the uh, original ones. <clears throat> um, but, you know, that's my guess of what's going to happen with it. And if he gets criticized for that, I have no problem with those criticisms, you know. But, yeah, as far as what I want, I just want to play it. <laughs> to I, think that that game was formally announced in 2018. Like back in the, back in the day. And then when we just finally saw it. They were working on it, I think, since 2016, he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. For, for, for the fact that, I don't know, that just doesn't seem like that was 2018 when I first saw and heard about this game. Yeah. Well, that's also, that's also when they announced Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. Actually, no, that was 2017. So what comes out first, this or Metroid Prime 4? Mm, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, initially after that show, we gave some Richards on the stream. I gave it a six and a half. John gave it a six and a half. I think Chris gave it a seven. I think that's where we were. Um, with some time to digest it, let it marinate. Mm-hmm. Where do we stand, boys, on Xbox and Bethesda's showcase? Where do we stand? John, do you want to lead this off? I think I'm still with a 6.5. It was okay. It was okay, and that's where 6.5 lands. I think I am also still sitting right at 6.5. I think the highs were good, but I think the filler and the lows were kind of, for me, kind of like too much to overcome for making it a 7 or above. Uh, But there's some good stuff coming up. And it's a good time to be an Xbox fan and, and, you know, console owner for sure. Uh, I will advise, I think I actually said 7.5. I'll go ahead and say an eight. I think I, I actually think this is better than last year's showcase. Cause I went back and like looked what was actually in there. And really it's a lot less than what was in this one. Um, I like the idea of what they're doing here. I think they just need to fine tune it going forward. I think this year was Phil going, I want to show things so people know for the next 12 months what they're getting out of us, right? And obviously he can't control what happens with third-party games, but this is a a good test point for Microsoft where you can go, their games, their studios, they should know how well they're doing and be able to say within a year, right, if something's coming. And I won't, I won't like be terrible on the guy if like he thought this game was going to come out in April and ends up coming out like a month of next year's showcase. Like, fine, I can forgive that. But like if Starfield all of a sudden got delayed to 2024, then I would say, man, you, that's a criticism, criticism on Microsoft as a company, right? As far as Xbox gaming of how well they seem to know what their studios are doing. But I like this format going forward because It allows them to focus on what is coming for their service, which is what needs to be the forefront of what they're pushing every year. I just want to see maybe next year having something like, you know, yeah, the Kojima part was nice this year. I would like to have a tease more so of something that is coming down the line at the end of a showcase next year. Right? Like it would be nice if, Maybe Fable's not coming next fall, but I got 
something that was in-game engine from Fable, um, you know, at the end of it. And that's all I want next time. John, what did you say was missing? Remember, you said something was glaringly missing? Hellblade 2 was glaringly missing. Yeah. They, I wasn't surprised by that one, though, because they just showed you a 10-minute, or not 10-minute, but, you know, like a five-minute demo of it. And I think it's, that seems to be the game that they are, can tend to be like, Keeley, you can have this for the VGAs every year. Because they've, everything they've ever shown from that game has been at the VGA Awards when they announced it, when they did like it, a. It's not, it's not that it's been at the VGA Awards consistently. Mm. That's not what I mean. Yeah. They have nothing to say about it when it was the original launch. It was the original announcement along with the box. Yeah. This is what, I mean, big deal. Who cares? I don't know. But to me, it's like, this is the one, this is the one you told everybody about as soon as you, un, uh, you know, announced xbox series x and Mm. that was four years ago i just think that's pretty glaring well and now it's it's kind of like a a fan a fan favorite a media darling like people are all about hellblade like you said they show it with the with the new consoles that are coming out and then but i don't know i i know what you mean though chris like they just showed us some stuff on. well get that it's not that they show us something when was they showed it at the vgas this past year it was like the big gameplay. That was the thing where we're show, like, yeah. oh crap. She's and they're bad. like, yeah. And they showed her running the thing falling down on her and all it was like that. A that, huge... was, that was still seven months ago. Sure. You're right. That's all but I'm saying. I'm thinking if you're him, like you're going to ask them to do another vertical slice for a game that they know is not coming probably until the earliest of fall next year. Right. And I mean, I'll, it's, I will be fair to the studio and to Bo Phil on this. They told you when they did this that they were basically at the early concept, like they were in pre-production on it. They weren't, you know, this wasn't going to be something they were going to have out right away and that they were waiting on Unreal Engine 5. So, you know, I haven't, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect Avowed. I didn't expect, um, especially as soon as they said within the next 12 months, uh, you know, I just didn't think any of these games were going to be coming that soon. Well, I tell you what, I'll never be able to say a, a phrase like I won't be coming here for own. Um, but <laughs> that was uh that's our thoughts and prayers and I, I need to point this out cuz maybe you missed it, but it's episode 360 and we're talking about Xbox. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, there we go. Uh if you boys are ready to we got some news to cover. Um it's okay, I think I was worried this show may not go too long, but I mean, we really are talking about a showcase. We're not really playing games. So let's, you know, it's fine. We give them a little bit. It's probably fine, right? Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! Basically, uh, we got some more stuff to talk about that's happened. Um, (laughs) And... uh, yeah, it's called news. I'm going to talk first this week. It always makes me excited if that happens. Uh, I was happy to see this, and I hope it actually does kind of get to a new normal, if you will. Uh, we were glaringly missing E3 again, but there's news that it's going to return. And despite its struggles with COVID and other controversies over the years, uh, we found out that E3's organizer, the Entertainment Software Association, hasn't given up on the convention. According to a recent interview with President and CEO Stan Pierre-Louis, E3 will see a return in 2023 for both online and in person. So that's kind of like a hybrid event, ladies and gentlemen. 
Here's the quote from that. We're excited about coming back in 2023 with both digital and an in-person event. As much as we love these digital events and as much as they reach people and we want that global reach, we also know that there's a really strong desire for people to convene, to be able to connect in person and see each other and talk about what makes games great. That is the end of the quote. Thoughts and prayers on E3 coming back, boys. I would have said his name, Stan Pierre Lewis. Stan Pierre Lewis. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stan Pierre Lewis. It seems like uh, this was a shot because of Game Fest not really, uh, or Summer Game Fest not having much. Which, you know. Maybe. Yeah. It, it, I find this this idea that people think people want to be around people. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody says that. Any corporation uh, that I've ever known, uh, you're seeing it like in the C3 thing. Like, am I? Am I? Something wrong with me? I don't ever have to be around people like this or like big togetherness ever again. And that's weird coming from a DJ, right? Who wants to go to a place and perform for people. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm disconnected because I go to a stage and I'm away from people. I don't want to be around a bunch of people and like touching and elbowing and you know people sweat their sweaty arm touches my arm. I don't want that anymore. Am I alone in that? I don't want it. Um, but I don't know. It. I'm indifferent to it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, would you? <laughs> Aren't you glad in 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 hindsight? Aren't you glad that Top Gun didn't come to just streaming services? I mean, you got to see that in a movie theater. You got to experience that. It would not have been the same experience. It just would not have been the same experience. Um, the, if that's if, your if, argument for being in person, Top Gun, <laughs> it's a good one though. You're not. I, I hate you for bringing that up because it's pretty spot on. Um, I think you two are sheltered nerds like me i think we're <laughs> the wrong people to be talking about this stuff you know because there's these i mean if if there's all these conventions out there across all nerddoms that mm-hmm. are still very successful so these these guys have to tap into to what what's still going on with that and i think one of the things that is going on with that is um it's it's heavy on the fandom scaling back on the press because the press is going to get their access. It's the press that needs to scale back and watch it on a, watch it on a, you know, mm-hmm. a, a streaming, whatever right, a digital link or whatever you want to give them. It's the fans that they have to embrace to come out there and play and, and play their games and things like this. But I also think one important thing is, is undeniably true. And, and, and acid says is suggesting that E3 is dead and it very well could be, but if it stays in California, it will continue to be dead. California, California is significantly hostile these days to venues like this. They don't want them happening even now. I think E3 needs to go back to Atlanta. I think Atlanta is a spot that will embrace E3. And I think it will give it that shot in the arm, maybe temporarily, but it will give that shot in the arm where E3 is different this year. And I hope that they're looking at a different venue. I hope they're looking at a different state. It needs to leave California forever. It could be a thing where it just needs to transform in 
and move around kind of like how the NFL does with the draft. Like I remember the draft used to be the NFL draft in sports, uh, would always just be a Madison square garden. Right. And it's become this thing where even despite COVID, <laughs> you know, like Omnicron was going out, everyone was out in Las what? Vegas having, having a party and having a blast as, you know, hold, uh, uh, Aiden Hutchinson or whatever his name is got drafted. And like, it's a great way for the NFL to sell itself. Right. They go to very, they went to Tennessee one year. Uh, they've gone to Cleveland. I think they're coming to Atlanta in the next couple of years. I think that could be a cool way where you're like, yeah, this year it's in Atlanta. Next year it's E3 in three is in Cleveland. Yeah. is going to go <laughs> just somewhere like, you know, where you could get different people and it maybe it transforms because I think the big problem that E three's got is just the cost. It's the cost to the, to the game developers. And really the ones who need it the most right now are the ones who do not have the ability to pay, you know, $40,000 for a small booth so that there can be a line of people, hopefully that will come try out their game. Um, you know, I, I think you're not wrong that, yeah. that, and, and I love that psycho brought this up in the chat. Cause I was thinking about this star Wars celebration bounces around. Yeah. It drums up excitement because people could potentially go to one. They couldn't go to before that can also be very detrimental. If you leave a hotbed, of a place that does drum up, you know, mm -hmm. excitement and people every year and people flock to it. Uh, so I think there, there is something there to yeah. be quite honest with you. But the bigger thing is they need to get in. This was the problem with Keeley this year. Like it wasn't so much his fault is like, you're only as good as the involvement you get, especially from the big three, but also square Capcom, Ubisoft, EA, all those companies, they have to buy into the idea of going to an event, whether it's E3 or summer games, fest, IGN, whoever, where they're willing to say, fine, we don't need to have our own special day where everyone's just like, you guys were great. This was one of the greatest showcases ever. You have to be willing to give something. And the only thing this year that was even close to the, to this was, uh, we'll talk about in a little bit. Right. And even then that wasn't much compared, especially to what Sony had shown off, uh, the couple of days beforehand. Right. So I, I don't know. Microsoft was really the one thing that was propping up E3 until, um, you know, everything fell apart during COVID. Maybe it's just, they also need to go look at something like the consumer electronics expo and see how they transformed after all the big companies left and go, maybe that's where we need to move towards. I don't know. Maybe, but uh, I, I, this was something else. Psycho said in chat. I would, he, he would die, you know, like just be dead if E3 came back to Atlanta now that he's more invested into gaming, <laughs> if that makes sense. And I, I think I would too. I, I probably was, was I live when it was in Atlanta? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like I in was, the 90s. I was, didn't it know was, about it, didn't care. It was, it was a win. different thing. It, it'd be, it'd probably be good for the, for the show. Yeah, we'd yeah, be there. Go. Yeah. We'd was, have content. <laughs> It was back in the nineties, Sean, and it was more of like it wasn't presented it wasn't in the way. It was more of like, you know, a conference of like presenting here are our numbers and here's uh, what we're projecting. Like, wasn't it space wasn't it space world or was that something different? I can't remember. Maybe. John, I think you're spinning off what we're talking about. Well, we're speaking talking of spin off. We're talking about E3. Well, let's uh talk about Castlevania. 
a spinoff of Castlevania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a spinoff of Castlevania that's a spinoff of another Castlevania. It's coming to Netflix. Netflix has announced Castlevania Nocturne, a spinoff. Did I mention that? From a beloved TV series. The show will star Richter Belmont. Richter dang near killed her. And Sypha. And we'll, why Ooh. is Sypha in this? Why is Sypha in this? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to think about that for a second. And it will be also joined by Maria Renard. The series will be set during the French Revolution. Boo. The show is currently <laughs> in production with no official release date yet. If you haven't seen Castlevania on Netflix, you really need to check it out. Sean. I think I watched it. Okay. Have you watched all of it? I can't say that I've watched all of it. It's got boobies in it. What? I'll see you guys later. They announced (laughs) uh, Netflix announced a couple of things, right? Because then they. Uh, We're talking about Castlevania, though. Yeah. And they also (laughs) announced a Dragon Age show coming this fall, too. Maybe, but that was after we'd learned about Castlevania spinoff. Pretty sure. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Pretty sure they did. You want to do the news? You can, you can like, you can fact check us before you talk about your thing if you want to see uh, if they did. They did. Uh, I, I know the, it's killing like, you. They're doing a bunch of things because I think they also said like Arcane. They did that, you know, which again, that's big. Uh, you know what else is big? Ten million. <laughs> as, far as, a, as far as a number goes, ten million. Ten million is pretty big. Naughty Dog has confirmed that The Last of Us Part Two has sold over 10 million copies. The game originally released on June 19, 2020. So long ago, right? Wow. So yeah. Long. John, do you have a good idea of when that was? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Glad you're here. Uh, and quickly became the fastest selling PS4 exclusive at the time by selling over 4 million in its first uh, three days. Uh, it's a good time to be a Last of Us fan as a remake to the original game is coming later this year, as well as the HBO series looming on the horizon. I think they also said what, like, I guess maybe next year we're getting the multiplayer, right? They they they, they were kind of coy about it, but he seemed to be saying something about that or showed a picture of it. Who knows when it's coming? But yay. Um, did you all see the picture of Joel and Ellie? Yes. They looked, looked pretty effing good. Yeah, looked very Joel and Ellie. Uh, yeah, from the TV HBO show. series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You haven't seen that, John? It, in the back of their heads? Mm-mm. They did. No. Uh, they finally showed the front of them. Like, yeah. 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 The front, and he, John. And he said basically that <laughs> they were wrapping, I think the day after Games Fest, they were wrapping filming, and he expected you'll probably hear some more news about the TV show very, very soon, aka maybe like a teaser or something. What's Hopefully. it about? It's the about, Last of Us. Yeah, the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, nice. So I don't know how to pivot to Diablo Forever. So I'm just gonna say Diablo Forever. A Diablo Forever is a good name for a Diablo game. It really would be. Uh, it's looking like Diablo Four may be that game, John, because it's gonna be updated for years to come. Uh, that uh, will be, of course, through paid cosmetics and full story expansions. Here's a quote. To be clear, Diablo 4 is a full-price game built for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox audiences. We are committed to delivering an incredible breadth of content 
after launch for years to come, anchored around optional cosmetic items and full story-driven expansions. If you think about it, the previous game received two expansions, Reaper of Souls in 2014 and Rise of the Necromancer in 2017. Also to note, Diablo 4 will will be cross-play across all platforms. Rise of the Necromancer wasn't an expansion, was it? It was just a character edition. Correct. It was was when they did the the last one. Because they had the the Reaper of Souls and then they did the Necromancer afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if this doesn't come to Switch, I'm not playing it. <laughs> well, um, let's see, Anchor. <laughs> Dude, I've bought Diablo. If, if, if you want, if, if you want your character fully clothed, it'll cost you six figures. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what they're not saying. Dude, I, I bought. Thinking about Diablo three, I bought it on PS4. I bought it on Nintendo Switch, and I just rebought it again on PC. Can I rebuy it on PC? I think so. I, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't. You bought it on PC? Yeah. Sean. I, bought it off... I know. Because the Switch? reason was I really wanted to play Diablo one night, and I have it on Switch, and our friend, um, you know, that likes Ooh. Final Fantasy a lot, he was like, I don't, I don't, I don't get out of that. And he, it ended up getting me to buy it on PC. So, And where is he now? Where is he now? Exactly. He's he's playing Assassin's Creed and he's saying somebody's better than Cassandra. I don't even know what it means, but he said it. See, you, know? you give him too much credit. He's taking a nap. He's probably taking a nap. Yeah. Right before his coffee at seven o'clock at night. You know what, dude? I need new friends. What do we need to see, John? You're about to say you see. Oh, I think I was about to say the, the fact that, I mean, Mike... <laughs> Is, do we say his name? I'm sorry. You say his name. His name is Mike. Yeah. The fact that he thinks Origins is better than Odyssey makes me question everything. Everything about him. I think it's just the new thing he's playing. You his know favorite, what? His favorite yeah. thing is the exactly. new thing he's playing. You know what? He's not. Not. He's a nice not a nice pet. patch. I'll tell you that much. And we we <laughs> we appreciate nice patches, don't we? Yeah, we do. Is it my turn? Yes. All right. Dying Light 2 is jumping right in to its five-year plan. For expansions, he has a five-year plan. What is it? Don't (laughs) die? (laughs) Uh, Let me start over. Dying Light 2 is jumping right into its five-year plan for expansions beginning today (laughs) with patch 1.4 and will introduce a number of new features through, quote, in the footsteps of Nightrunner. This will be one of many chapters in the game's new chapters program. Okay. Continue. You're not frozen. Did John die? Like, what happened? No, he did this last week. According to a press release, each chapter will introduce new characters and factions with, quote, absolutely free content that's being permanently added to the game and will be available to players at any time. The patch will also include a new rank system and unlockables, daily and weekly bounties, two new currencies to purchase new items, new enemies, and much, much more. John, you seem so vibrant. So vibrant since you've had a bidet. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Have I told you guys about the bidet? Amazing stuff. Thanks for that Amazon link. Man. Uh, So besides you and acid sugar, does anybody else care about Dying Light (laughs) 2? Everybody cares about Dying Light. I, that was a joke. That was a specific joke for two people that I Dying really... Dying Light 2 is better than Origins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it might be. Man, I don't know. Not. It's probably, probably not. not. It's probably not. Dear Ubisoft, John. But are you excited? Question. <laughs> oh, sure. I'm. I'm excited to never have time to play this game ever again. But are you excited though? Because I don't feel like Dying Light One had any thing like this. Am I wrong? Oh no, they supported Dying Light for years. But oh, like, yeah. do they have a plan, or they just kind of wing it? I don't remember. Uh, they had a thought and a they, prayer. They probably didn't wing it. They 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 probably wung it, wung it. They, <laughs> they probably wung it. They winged it. They winged it definitely more than. <laughs> how do you say it? Do they? It doesn't matter. They if wanged you say it. Wung or winged, I win. They wanged it. They wanged it a lot more than they're doing with this. I don't think that they came out of the gate saying we have a five year plan. It's probably like, let's just hope this game does well. Oh my god, it did well. We need to create more. I think, stuff. They, I think they were. I think they were shocked how well it did. To be honest with you, <laughs> they wanged it seventy-five percent of the time. They wanged it. Did they wang chung it tonight? Seventy-five percent of the time, it works every time. Every time, and they may have wang chunged it tonight. I don't know, uh, but you know that you know we made a lot of hustle. Uh, what was I going to say? Like a puff, and I don't know what I'm going to say. We made a lot of noise for the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. That wasn't the only one, was it, Chris? No, Capcom had a showcase and. Here are some announcements from it. Resident Evil 4 Remake was shown with additional footage and also seems to have revealed a new feature where Leon can move while aim, uh, while he aim, aims and shoots. That's What? Cool. Isn't that normal? Not in those kind of games. Oh. <laughs> uh, Resident <laughs> Evil Village Winter's expansion will include Shadows of Rose DLC. The new story will serve as a sequel of sorts. To the original campaign and will release on October 28th. Resident Evil Village Mercenaries mode will soon let you play as big giant vampire lady. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, Chris Redfield and Carl Heinsberg will also be joining Mercenaries and will have their own unique play style. Resident Evil Village is also getting a third person mode. Resident Evil Reverse uh, will officially launch this October. A new demo for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak launches today on Switch and PC. So that's uh, yesterday for those of you who, or is it today, John? I don't know. Yesterday for those listening on the podcast. Okay, there you go. Uh, Street Fighter 6 promises at least one more announcement for 2022. And Dragon's Dogma's uh, 10th anniversary event has been teased, but there is no sequel that has been officially announced. Sean, Dude. I love I love how he asked me since I have nothing right. to do with posting this show. <laughs> no, well, I was like, out, you wrote you wrote the news blurb, so I was like, he knows oh, if yeah. it was today or you know, because I don't even I even watched this, so you know, I figured you would be the one who knew when it happened. Dude, Dragon's Dogma is one of my most favorite games ever. It's on Switch. Yeah, but it's it's not for me. It's not really aging the best. Mm, mm, uh, but I remember on the on the the release date of it, it I was hyped for it. Mm. I played the you know what out of it, um, and I've, I I I kind of want them to do something. But yeah, that's that's a lot. Capcom is going to rely heavy on Resident Evil stuff. That makes you happy, John. Um, so oh, we should also say, uh, Sean, uh, that uh, uh, Assassin's Creed, yeah, 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 yeah. Origins, Res- Resident Evil Two and Three Remake, and um. Resident Evil Seven are getting six uh, are getting graphical upgrades. Mm. I think they got them yesterday. 
Everything that's, is now 60 frames per second and upgraded um, for I, new consoles. Jeez. <laughs> Are you okay? Words? I'm, I'm, getting, Ron I'm Burgundy? getting too old for this. I'm getting right, Do they got the this. 2K support on that PS5? Because if I don't get that 2K update soon, I'm going to trash my PS5. Yeah, me too. What I'm if it like even ones. if it had dynamic resolution? right on the ps5 for this game or any game and it was just like 1399p <laughs> <laughs> oh my system would be shocked what oh Ew. uh the title of this next news piece ladies and gentlemen is system shock largely complete a uh, system shock got a new trailer as part of the pc gaming show the trailer showed off first-person gameplay showcasing its shooting and electric sword play mechanics, as well as some puzzles on the Citadel space station. The game is nearly complete with Director of Business Development Larry Kupperman stating, You can play through it from beginning to end. All weapons and enemies are in place and working. What remains to be done is what is termed, quote, polish. Our goal is that the release version is as close to perfection as possible. This guy, uh, I, I guarantee Larry. you, this, this guy probably worked in the shoe industry before video games because he doesn't realize that people who play games, they understand what polish is. And he says it like, what remains is, is what, what the industry calls polish. It's like he's telling a gaming website this. It's like, come on, man, we get what polish is. Thanks for explaining that to us. But I've never played System Shock. I think, Chris, you have way back in the day. Two. I did not play the original. And it is, uh, yeah, very, very good. Uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing the inspiration behind um, the Bioshock series. Acid Sugar posted a famous quote from original. (laughs) I've never seen that quote in my life. Thanks, But thank you, Acid, for bringing that to the show today. Uh, apparently, Acid is hype on uh, System Shock. Played it a ton. So he's saying two is very good. That correlates with Chris says. So that must mean Chris is right. We don't like to admit that. Can I can I ask Acid a, a question directly? Directly. Um, speaking of the uh, Monster Hunter expansion, um, Acid, are you continuing to play it on Switch, or do you or are you wanting to move on, or have you moved on to PC? That's my question to Acid. Good question. I'm kind of toying with the idea of just dropping Switch and going to PC with it. Just curious. <laughs> on Switch. No, it, he said, I want to play on Switch, but oh. there's probably going to be a but. You know, everything that means anything comes after but, right? Yeah. 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 I thought bidet came after your butt. It that does. comes That comes up. Wait, what? Uh, I got nervous. <laughs> I got nervous. <laughs> but, uh, we we got one more piece of news left and uh you know we can celebrate that we got through the news but before we do all that mess a tradition must be done right am i wrong boys finally this this isn't me the show's not broke. John's just being John. No, I, I, his, his loud thing goes out. So I wasn't sure if he was done yet. Assassin's Creed celebration happened today. 
where apparently some people thought news broke about 30 minutes ago. But let's talk about it here. Ubisoft has revealed that Valhalla, Valhalla will get another year of content with returning festivals, Mastery Challenge Pack 2, an armory update, and new tombs to explore. The Forgotten Saga will come to Valhalla and is a roguelite inspired game mode that takes place in Nephilim. Nephilim. Mm. Ne- Nephilim? Nephilim. You went Valhalla there will, also be re- <laughs> will also be receiving a discovery tour, Viking Age expansion, giving players the opportunity to explore the regions of these games with an educational tour. And yeah. uh, Mike and Sean, all the open world Assassin's Creed games have this feature. They're really cool. Um, the future of Assassin's Creed will be revealed this September in a very special event, which will likely reveal the future plans for the franchise. So technically, I broke this story because mm-hmm. I wrote it several hours ago. Don't cover your mouth. You're talking to me when I, because my mouth was covered. I didn't mean mm-hmm. to. Uh, There's a lot of news for Assassin's Creed. You happy? Mm-hmm. I Would was ever- a little. I was disappointed with this. With this. Um, with this stream. I know we got some news, but we got some news on old on older games, and I was hoping that they would. While I didn't think they would tell us what was going on with their big Assassin's Creed project, mm-hmm. there's been rumors of an Assassin's Creed, um, smaller scale standalone game that would feature uh, the assassin from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Not the main character from Valhalla, but the actual assassin from Valhalla. Wait, Which, what? Yeah, you're not so, an assassin in Valhalla. Not, not technically. Mm. No, you're a Viking. Boo! <laughs> it can't be called Assassin's Creed then. But you're, but you're, you're, you're given the hidden blade by the Assassins Guild. Correct. So they're, so they're in the game. The the guild is in the game. That the guild actually is stationed in your, um, in yeah. your village. He's not wrong. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it kind of adds. It also legitimizes the title a little bit better. It, it also ties into other things. Yeah. Like spoilers. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. It it makes sense. Uh, And it probably, they probably thought was like, Hey, let's, let's, let's chill out on the assassins for a minute. Let's make a cool story about Vikings. Yeah. Well, the rumor was they were doing something that was more akin to brotherhood. Like the last one you were, the last one you played. I would take a brotherhood. Um, I would love that. It was, it was, it was supposed to be an expansion for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but the fact that they would make it more of a standalone is something that I would be perfectly fine with as a palate cleanser for this year. I actually, if it is that character in that time period, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember where he comes from because like, he's one of the like OG assassin type thing. Like when the brotherhood is really kind of in its early stages. Right. Mm, Um, think so. You know, I think before Altair still, and all that kind of mm. stuff. Is it? I don't know. It's I'm just, not before that player. <laughs> I'm just trying to think like what city, if they were going to do that, they could do <laughs> for that era. Maybe because then they already do uh, Turkey with uh, no. was that where well, Revelations was? Tur- maybe. Yeah, when no, that const- maybe. Con- const- Constantinople. Yeah. Uh, it's Assassin's Creed Rift is the rumored title. Hmm. 
And it is featuring uh, Bazim. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, Bazim. So it would, and it would be a more traditional Assassin's Creed, is the rumor. Which, which I makes would sense because he's an actual assassin. <laughs> no, I, what I mean by that is the 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 old yeah. style, mm-hmm. the more confined style. Yeah, just like you're in this city and you're doing missions, and that's it. Another another game like Syndicate. I'd love it. Syndicate was fun. I liked Syndicate. You know what's also fun, good. guys? When we uh, wrap this up. Uh, no, never. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. What? Um, I don't know what that meant, but um, just to be safe like a bidet, let's wrap this up. <laughs>
and simultaneously the most disappointing, as Starfield is going to suck. <laughs> Trolls. But uh, T's and P's. Yeah. <laughs> for but sure. Real talk. I didn't know John and myself were going to laugh. Uh, oh my God, T's and P's. <laughs> I do hope fiance is is healing and getting better thank you for taking your time off to write in we appreciate it i don't do i know what high on life is that's the the rick and morty one oh boo yeah um Um, i'm kidding chris is hype on that too um with all the um i would say it's gonna be the most this year might have been the most stacked january to uh april ever and i have a feeling that next year will be the most stacked january to uh may and june ever and we'll see if uh everything in the back half of the year gets moved to 2024 yeah we'll have to just see unfortunately we we've seen this game a lot where we we want things to come out and things happen like uh you know a pandemic but like uh, assuming we kind of get back to normal and people can make games i think we're going to slowly get back to you know there's games to play which would be nice mm-hmm. um I do. Uh, I just want to say I, I'm excited to see your PC build soon. I'm kind of like I look at I like seeing PCs and how people build them, and I will judge you if your cord management is bootleg. Uh, but until then, thank you for pointing out that we do have a Discord. Uh, it's a great you know place for new folks to come in and join and have fun. So thank you so much for the email, good sir. Sean, good to are hear you from good? you. Are you good at cord management? Mm-hmm. You might need to come over here and cord manage me you, that's the the reason cord man, management sucks for a lot of people they're so excited to get everything hooked up they don't want to take the extra time it you need to get that cord management done properly ordering right. cable extensions and all that stuff i've taken the extra time it's still a mess it's <laughs> a, a to be fair john it's his case his case is not fun to cord mansion yeah I'm looking in right now. I got a clear front. You can't oh, even really see cords. Mm. My case or his case? Your case, John. My case. Remember, is good for- yeah. Remember, I was there. I was the one trying to manage it, and I thought not I good did for a- cord management. Yeah, it's it's just like it's it's like if if I remember, unless I'm thinking of Josh's, I might be thinking. What, of what exactly is going on? What what's different about it? Well, certain cases they're just they have more room, and they have like you can get ones now that really have thought about it and make sure you have plenty of options for tie downs. Right. And oh, I'm, I'm talking about cords that are sticking out my PC going into my outlet. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We don't care about that cord management. That's just oh, okay. chaos. I can't believe that's what we, okay. Yeah. Uh, T's and P's. T's and P's. Do you want to talk about to Owen's email or to, uh, Z I will Owen it up. I will Owen this. Yeah, you own, wow. you own it like a champ. All right. Hey, Cruz, Sean, and Johnson. Hey. Ho- hopefully I spelled your names correctly. Spot on, Perfect. Dude. Gents, I've finally done it. Woo-hoo. 20 months later, and I finally have a PS5. Hell yeah. It only took refreshing my browser 50 times looking for a five-second window at three in the afternoon to secure what I've been searching for since November of 2020. I'm happy to say it's been worth the wait. Some may say it's gimmicky, but in my mind, the haptic controller itself makes the purchase well worth it. Eh, 
not to mention the amazing graphics. Also, uh, Astro's Playroom is a must-play if you want to relive some amazing PlayStation memories while also seeing all the system can do. I agree. I'm currently playing through Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is top-notch by the way. Top-notch. Up next are Miles Morales, Demon's Souls, and Returnal. Let's just say I'm, I'm hyped to play for months on end. I'm, nice. e- I'm emailing to both vent my excitement and also ask a question. Is there one game in a genre that you really enjoy, but at the same time, you find it hard to like any other games in that same genre? I love Inscription for its Ooh. unique story and cool game mechanics, but I can't get into any other deck builders. I've tried Hearthstone and Slay the Spire, to name a few, but they just aren't for me. Thanks again for all you guys do. You all have created an amazing community that we all enjoy being a part of. And we thank you very much for that. Game on, guys. Game on. Game on, Owen. Thanks for that email. And you're part of that amazing community. So thank you, Chris. John, do you have any games that you love one of, but none other? Genre or series? Uh, I think he's kind of looking looking at genre. Yeah. Um, Hmm. So like card game, RPG, shooter. Um, yeah, I got one. Um Go for it. City Builders. I really love SimCity. I have tried City Skylines. I've tried Tropico through the years um and they just never speak to me. I don't know why. There's just something, I guess maybe it's just cuz I have played so much SimCity in my life and that's the OG that I'm like this is how this is done. You know, like I think maybe the closest recently that I got to finding one that actually grabbed me was um a beaver game, Sean. That might beaver be game was dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I have one. I think I kinda like multiple games in multiple genres. I cannot think of anything that just stands out. Oh. Like a retro says a good one. Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Bell. He says he hates turn based games, but that would be a good example. Yeah. Because you guys aren't going to play Midnight Suns. Uh, yeah, I am. Oh, okay. Huck, what's up? Didn't see you were in here. Tab Natch. <laughs> yeah, I don't. John, do you have one? I really don't have one. I don't think I do. Um, maybe it's possible that um, the turn-based games that are card-based. The only one I've really, really liked are is the SteamWorld Quest mm. game, but that's that could be a little bit reaching. I can tell you a genre. I can tell you of a series. The only one that really has spoken to me is Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. All other Lego games in the series, regardless of what, I've never been able to really enjoy them. Mm. So there's that. But if, but for me, I mean, if Mario Plus Rabbids got me into enjoying that type of game and i've played a lot of them since um so this is yeah i I don't have a solid answer on this like you two this is a pivot and squirrel moment for Mm. me john but uh huck i see you're in the chat were you the one who was hype about uh silk song when we saw it on the stream was that you Mm -hmm. i'm trying i feel really bad that i cannot remember who it was from that stream it might have been tara i think Dick Tara, I think you're yeah, right. Dictator yeah, Tara, that, I think it was there. Yeah, Huck ah. unfortunately didn't come hang out with us during the Xbox showcase. Just saying, shade. Hey, but <laughs> hey, legit, 
um, you got a PS5, dude. And it yeah. sucks so bad that we have to be that excited two years after the release date. Yeah. But it's such a weird time for a console to release during a weird time in the world. Um, but congrats. Enjoy it. It looks like you got every possible PlayStation 5 exclusive. Have fun. Uh, you you earned it. For sure. And the la- last email that we're going to read uh, is from our good friend Panda. Uh, it says, what up, Chris, Sean, and Johnny Boy? Spelled my name right. Yeah. Totally just said F it with Sean and John. It's fine. As far as we're concerned, we're just happy to hear from you. Uh, Panda says, this week I accidentally dropped my eight-year-old laptop and completely killed my hard drive. Ooh, It's cool. It's cool. Everything's fine. I'm building a PC and I have an extra laptop already. It made me think, what is the most tragic console story you've experienced? Mine would have to be my parents buying me a PS1 with no memory card. Every time I got close to beating a game, unfortunately, I would have to start all over for years. They just didn't understand why I needed it. Keep up the great content. And that is sent from my mom's iPhone. (laughs) Thanks, Panda. Part of me says I should say when I realized what the Sega Saturn was and that I was screwed. Um, I don't think I've ever said my story. I don't think I, but maybe I, I will. I remember uh, the first ring red of death I got, I believe was on mass effect one, like maybe six or seven hours into it. My first time. So that was great to, to realize, Hey, your Xbox is going away for three weeks. Yeah, so to saddle up with Chris, I definitely had a red ring of death on my Xbox 360. Totally sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that in itself sucked. When I was younger, my mom limited my video game playing, not because she was mean, um, but I couldn't play it after a certain time at night because apparently I would go to bed like thinking about video games and I would literally uh, do things like wake up and it would look like I was holding a controller playing a video game. Like it was, she was like, this is scary. You got to stop that. I think that was just my young mind being imprinted. Um, but that was, she didn't know that. That's where I was starting my love for video games. Like, you know what I'm saying? Very true. Can't stop me now. I'll tell you that much. Uh, just a reminder, weekly game chat at gmail.com. I'm going to pivot to Twitter. Uh, let's see if we got any new followers. If you want to see us over on Twitter, of course, we're at weekly games chat. And we don't have any new mentions this week. That's cool with me. Uh, we don't have any new DMs, I don't think. Nope, we're cool with that, too. Uh, I do want to go see if we have any new uh, followers. I felt like we may have. If we didn't, that's also cool with me. We do. We got one. I knew. We, I thought we did. A uh, shout out to at Paul Hay Anderson. Thank you for the follow. Following you back. Good, sir. Mr. If you want to be Anderson. just like Paul, come over to Twitter, Weekly Games Chat. Hit that follow button, and you'll see things. Very cool. Um, Twitter has a pinned message that talks about our Discord community. I cannot speak highly enough about how awesome the community is. Uh, Normally, we could pivot and go look at emails because there is a section in there that we will read the emails from if we got time to. Um, But today, I'm going to officially on air welcome Ginger Bear 865. Oh, welcome Um, Ginger Bear. Because Ginger Bear just came and uh, actually our general chat has been lit. Uh, with the uh, you know the information on the Xbox showcase that happened, uh, and then also uh, 
I love, I love uh, just the stuff we put on. I literally laugh out loud. Y'all, you find some of the greatest stuff. Punkhead, for example, today found a picture of, of John's head in his hands, Chris's hand going up, and me apparently smiling with my eyes closed. Like, I love that kind of stuff. But we do have a Discord. Come join it. We'll say hello, and, and you'll have fun, and you'll get to see all the things. Not just a so, couple yeah. of them. What? I said not just a couple of them. All the things. All the things. All the things. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 360. Uh, we appreciate you so much. My name is Sean. That's John and Chris. If you want to send us an email, don't forget. You can do that at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at weeklygameschat. And I just mentioned we have a Discord. Wherever you find our podcast, please leave us a review so other Richards can find us and have fun and join our communities. Uh, and thank you to everyone who watched us on twitch.tv. We're on, we're on there at Weekly Games Chat. Join us next time. It'd be cool to have you. Um, yeah, I got nothing else. So I'm going to pivot to my buddies, Chris and John, and I'm going to tell them both game on. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Uh, game on Sean, game on John. Game on Chris, game on Sean. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Bug life. <laughs>